0: Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 191. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in SideQuest Studios here as always, except when he's not his B.T. Calloway. Uh, hi, hi. And all the way from Ohio in the United States is Ryan Duncan. Uh, how are you guys doing over there uh, in SideQuest Studios today? Oh, we're great, man. A lot more upside down than you
1: are. I just got the (laughs) theme song, the Cleveland Rocks theme song from the Drew Carey show in my head because of Ohio, Ohio.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know. That thing will like dig into your brain. So it'll be there for a minute.
1: It's got some energy for this Monday morning. I'm, I'm feeling good.
2: Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> well,
0: yes, thank you for joining us today. And of course, yes, this is The Simpsons Index, the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there is a twist. Each episode comes from a different decade. Now, Ryan, you're a first-time guest to the show. We like to ask our first-time guests, what is your Simpsons history? Where did the show begin with you?
2: There is not a moment in my memory or life where The Simpsons wasn't a part of it. Uh, I was born in 1990. So the minute we could watch Simpsons together, we were doing it. It was our Sunday ritual. So Aww. the Simpsons have been around longer than I have.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're only beating us by a couple of years as well. And yeah. like
1: uh, and from my like perception, there's never been a period of no Simpsons.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even in the years where I wasn't like watching it as it was coming out, I still was watching the reruns. So mm. it's always been there
1: no
0: absolutely and well on on that as well where did the show end with you where did you start slipping off are you keeping up with the show all those questions
2: i think there was a brief period in high school where i was a part of the football team i wasn't playing i was a part of it
0: were you a mascot accountant
2: no (laughs) i was on the bench i i was i'm five six so you know not an athlete so not good enough to play so i was you know, tackle dummy for practice or sitting on the bench and it consumed my Sundays quite a bit. So Mm. just couldn't watch it, you know? So I dropped off for a little bit then. And then when we cut cable is when we stopped watching it as it air. And that was because (sighs) we just cut cable. And this was like in that brief period where it was on like the FXX app or whatever, but you needed a cable login. You couldn't just sign up because I would have paid Mm. To have, like, that's why I have Disney Plus is for The Simpsons. I don't, that's the main reason I have Disney Plus. I would have signed up for the FX app separately and paid each month if I could have. Same.
1: I have, considering all the things that are gated off in Australia, that's just like, I will give you money to have this show, please. And like, no. All right.
2: And that random button was wonderful. Like, I I loved hitting the random button on that thing.
1: Yeah, it's actually surprising that they haven't kept
0: that on for the Disney app. Because that'd be quite good.
2: I just wanted to say you guys are the reason I've jumped back into like watching it as it comes out on like Hulu and stuff. We're well, sorry. Because yeah, so I would sorry. listen. Well, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's only a half hour of my time. It's not that bad. I would listen to you guys talk and you would like start getting to episodes I had never seen before. And I would be so intrigued. So I'm still not caught up. <laughs> the first 27 seasons I've seen every episode twice at least. Mm-hmm. Because when I was doing YouTube, I did a rankings And I had what I called the golden era, the downfall, and I called it the comeback for some reason. That was a bad name. Like that was seasons 20 to 27. I called the comeback Mm. for some stupid reason. Probably to sound, (laughs) try to sound positive in the video.
1: Yeah. No, I appreciate that because it gets better. I wouldn't call it a comeback full on, but it's certainly improvement.
0: Yeah. In our overall rankings that we've noticed, there is like an uptick from once they get out of the movie. Production, so around seasons 18, 19, and that sort of holds pretty well until about season 23.
1: When, my god,
0: (laughs) where this happens to be the episode we're reviewing today. That's right. (laughs) Um, We watched season 23, episode 17, them robot. First released in March of 2012, it was directed by Michael Polcino, written by Michael Price. In this episode, all of the nuclear power plant workers get replaced by robots, except for Homer, who tries to program them to become his friend, and then, of course, they turn evil. Hey, guys, what did we think?
1: You know, Elliot, I believe it was Aristotle who first said, God, this is boring.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Ryan? Um, I watched this, like, three times to... What?!
1: To help you sleep? Oh, yeah,
2: because I, did, I didn't remember it, so I watched it at the gym. I then watched it with my wife, and then the third time was when I took notes. Because <laughs> I, the second time I watched it, I didn't open my laptop up, and I was finished, and I was like, damn it, I didn't write my notes. So they got one extra view out of me, hmm. but I think the right way to describe it is just unfunny. Mm. In my notes, I highlighted each time I liked a joke. It's not that many Mm. highlights for this episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Yeah, I didn't even get a full page of notes, which I haven't done for a very long time. Yeah, and
0: it's so disappointing because I think it was a pretty good premise, but it's just so disappointing, the material. And we were talking before we started the record, and Ryan, you're so right. There was just a very big air of Family Guy about this
2: and when you look at when it came out, this was when family guy was still super popular. So Mm. they were definitely trying to mimic that family guy feel to it. There's a lot of family guy cutaway jokes. And I say family guy cutaway because there's a big difference between a Simpsons cutaway Mm. and a family guy cutaway. A Simpsons cutaway affects the story in some way, shape or form or is affected by the story. Whereas a family guy cutaway is just time filler, which speaking of time filler, that couch gag not that funny. Mm, no. When I checked how long it was, I was like, oh, it's just filling the time of the episode. I don't know why they didn't have more jokes. This is a good premise to make some yeah. pretty funny jokes. And it's a movie parody that's like nine years too late because <laughs> there was the Will Smith movie called iRobot.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if I've seen. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. I, I saw it when it came great.
2: out. It's not yeah. very yeah. good. But that's an eight year gap.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty standard for The Simpsons. Sorry, just catch everyone <laughs> up at home, uh, the couch gag is like a shot of The Simpsons' couch and them on it every year, and it shows you what year it is and how things change. And yeah, yep. not really a lot of jokes.
0: It was just like there was one in reference to something that happened yeah. that season that they're referencing, and it mm-hmm. like...
1: But how significant that reference was varied wildly. It went yeah. from like Maud being a ghost to like a one-off character we see on one episode. And you're like, oh, Why?
0: It's so self-congratulatory about its past, but it doesn't know what it's congratulating. It's like, oh, here's Chaz Bixby. And it's like, why? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you um, know his name. Well done.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's one of those, you know, those classic Teen Simpson's characters, if you, know, you will. No, Jazz
1: Bixby. <laughs> all right. Well,
0: let's hook into the questionnaire. BT, we'll start with you. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you?
1: As my notes are going to be largely negative, I would like to bring up a positive. Smithers and Burns are talking about how to replace all the employees, and Burns like, why don't we just use those super intelligent kangaroos we have? And, like, <laughs> and Smithers just like, they just filled their pouches with stationery and hopped away, and like, yeah, that's funny
2: even the joeys <laughs> <I, laughs> like, yeah mr burns clearly was loving this idea
1: mm. and, it that, and they just happen. felt so betrayed that even the joeys had had stolen from him yeah but How you know it? uh australia we're a we're a nation of convicts including the animals they will what? steal your stuff
2: <laughs> my wife wanted me to ask you guys if you like the joke because she's like <laughs> they're in australia do they like the weird jab kangaroos like are kangaroos uh, thieves like
1: like if something in australia isn't trying to kill you it will try to steal from you
0: (laughs) yeah we've got like a fair few like animal parks that you can walk around and Mm -hmm. sort of interact with animals like emus or kangaroos or whatever but yeah it's the kind of thing that you have to keep your hand tight on the bag of food that they give you because kangaroos will just sort of like come up all cute and whatever Mm -hmm. and then snatch
1: and then your watch is gone (laughs) (laughs)
0: so yeah I I too quite enjoyed that joke how about you Ryan what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse
2: I'm going to follow BT and continue the better because there's so few I really dug the haiku I didn't like the listing off of like everything they have to do this weekend and Homer sober and then he does a haiku for Lisa so that I enjoyed that that was the first joke of the episode I noticed For Homer Mm -hmm. to make a haiku on accident, I'm going to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, it was in this, like, chaotic list thing of, yeah, all the things Mm -hmm. he had to do when, like, yeah, between Bart's dreamcatcher made out of litter and Marge's read all these bylaws in our upcoming council, whatever. Which then he
1: does for a while. You guys
2: bring this up, and I appreciate it when you do, because I wrote this down. When the joke is how boring it is, it Mm -hmm. makes the joke boring. It doesn't help the joke. Like, And speaking of that, It's like he listed off everything he had to do, but we only saw the brunch. Don't have Bart Mm. include something and you not show it, because you should have, instead of making the longer couch gag, try to include a joke involving the preteen Braves. They didn't do that. So don't bring it up if you're not going to animate it and make a joke out
0: of it. Yeah, and I agree. I liked the haiku because, yeah, in amongst all this, fucking chaos mm-hmm. and like i get that the chaos is the point here but it's just like whoa what's happening slow down and then all of a sudden oh he did say a haiku that's interesting and
1: then we're like ah, oh, nice haiku
0: yeah but that's all tying into what stood out to me from this episode is
1: just how
2: irrelevant this first
0: act
1: oh, is yeah. the first act fuck you on this one is massive
2: it is so frustrating oh
1: it's just trying to
0: make such a point of Homer trying to stay sober. It doesn't matter. Like, yep. it, none of it mattered.
2: It's the immediate, like, it's the when Homer hurts his head and he's immediately brain damaged. It's the immediate, oh, we pass a drug test. Let's get high. Mm. Yeah. You know, and to me, the Licking Toad was a throwback. So, like, them, like, hey, remember this? When you hey, know, do remember it, do when it Homer once did it? is
1: fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, and they have one of those brain damage jokes as well with that employee who sees Dr. Hibbert. It's like, oh, gamma radiation, I'll be strong like the Hulk. And he's like, well, no, you're going to get very sick. Immediately get sick.
1: Yeah, I almost like Hibbert being like, there, there, Hulk smash. Yeah, almost. that if I wasn't almost
2: annoyed. made me laugh. Yeah,
0: like, yeah laugh. but it just pissed me off so much that... Homer not being able to stay sober and accidentally consuming well, all this alcohol in the brunch.
1: He has like five or six mimosas and I was just like, oh, it's 24 hours to your test. It's like, yeah, he'll be fine in five hours. Like mm. that, that's going to be what? Six standard drinks that takes an hour to process. Oh, they yeah. dragged He's got 24. F- he'll be totally fine.
2: They dragged it on yeah listing off all the alcohols and the alcoholic food which that's not how food and alcohol works exactly oh.
0: the whole idea is that you burn off the alcohol and keep the flavor like yeah. and, and
1: then it doesn't matter in the slightest anyway like you don't even see homer take his test and then it's like oh i guess we'll replace all the employees with robots then like oh f- fuck. this
2: was written by writers writers drink they know how alcohol works <laughs> i'm a writer be- i know indeed. this thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> well especially one of the head writers of f is for family michael price i can imagine that dude drinks
2: <laughs> i don't and, uh michael price i love f is for family i don't hmm. understand why on simpsons i struggle with his episodes and hmm. yet he knocks it out of the park with some of the f is for family i don't get it well,
0: he's a veteran writer by this point, and and also lovely dude retweeted oh, yeah. us a couple of times when it's like, oh, I really? wrote this episode, and it's like, oh,
1: oh well, really? which one was oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, play count, Ryan, have you seen it more than the three times that you mentioned?
2: I watched it. So, so besides today, I probably watched it. I watched it twice when I was yeah. doing the my videos on it and. I will double check. I doubt this made my top 10 list of this era. <laughs> I, I seriously doubt it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it'll make top 10 of season 23. For me. How about you, BT? Have you seen this one before?
1: Yeah, I have no follow-up to that. I have just know I've seen it.
0: I can't imagine I've seen this more than twice, maybe three times, but yeah. So how about the wackiness? All these automated robots. Was this a particularly wacky episode of I The Simpsons?
1: Beginning to end whack. Yeah. It's just, I mean... the First note of wackiness I have is when Burns is making the morning announcements, he has a band in his office for some reason. I really uh, wanted this joke to
2: pay off. That, and it doesn't. Oh, that joke didn't work for me. Uh
1: Why? And yeah, there's not a ju- The joke is they're there. Yeah. Not like anything about them, just that they're there. You're like, oh, okay.
2: The first wacky thing I noticed was the paperclip thing that was yeah, just gross. Ugh. I ate, uh, it just, oh, no, no. Yeah, a string I, of
1: paperclips connected to Homer's uvula. Yeah. Mm. Oh,
0: uh, oh, and when it is announced that alcohol is going to be a drug that they're testing for, the doll heard around the world.
1: Uh, oh, fuck that joke. half of Springfield and kills Gil. Yeah. Like you see blood.
2: Which should have been Mole Man. If you're going to do that joke, Mole Man's gotta be the one to die, not Gil. So.
0: Right.
1: That's a good point. They often do that. Yeah. Well, in the later seasons, they do start putting Gil in for Mole Man-esque material because they don't realize that they serve different purposes. Yep.
0: <sighs> well, Gil's kind of weird like that, where he's like either Kirk or Mole Man when they don't have Kirk or Mole Man, mm. and... Yeah, this joke was dumb. Yeah, it's, it kills Gilbert, keeps the dominoes upright. and
1: Which, come to think of it, is literally a Family Guy joke. Yeah. I can't remember which episode it is, because that's the problem with Family Guy's jokes. They're not related to the episode. Uh, but there's one where he's all like, well, here's my hemophiliac baby and my priceless Ming vase and my dominoes I've set up. Oh, I hope nothing happens. And then Peter, like, slammed into the wall next to him and doesn't knock anything over.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of nice stuff you have. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the train conductor made the comment, That, like, just totally Mm. destroyed, like, even made it worse. We should have made this dough-proof. Are you saying this has happened Uh, before? Yeah, it's so
1: infamous, Homer's doughs, that train companies consider. Because I thought the line was going to be, oh, we should have made these train tracks out of steel, not tinfoil, or Mm. something. But no, it was just dough-proof. Like, oh, that's fuck-awful.
2: I got to bring this up as the man with a history degree. Because there was mm-hmm. a really awful joke right before the dough. Okay. If you're going to make an opium joke about Chinese people yeah. using it, you have mm-hmm. to include a British man selling it to them. You <laughs> have to if you're gonna make the joke, have some yep. British guy peddling it and like trying to force it on him. The, just a really racist moment by itself.
0: And it was like, such a caricature as well. It was it's, just
2: it, oh. Irredeemable.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they know enough to reference Chinese opium, not enough to reference the Opium Wars and the Boxer Rebellion.
2: As is, it's it's a bad racist joke.
0: Yeah, and like yeah, we already mentioned the absolute wackiness of the the list of various alcohol-related things in the restaurant. Not to mention the Homer doing the can chug with a pill bottle of antidepressants.
2: Yeah. Oh, that was so stupid. Oh.
0: Once again, I don't think they know what antidepressants are anyway.
1: Again, for writers, they should know. <laughs> yeah, Even for a wacky joke, it was just like, eh.
0: Yeah. Uh, how about the wackiness off the robots themselves? How did we like it? all these scenes? How did they play out?
2: Because I'm a baseball fan, when they made the comment about the DH, I felt that because I, I don't like the DH either.
1: Uh, designated hitter.
2: Ah. Yeah. That's not a wacky joke. It's wacky that it's coming from a robot, but there's nothing wacky yeah. about it. And then making fun of Millhouse was funny, but once again, it's wacky that a robot's doing it. The joke itself isn't wacky, and that's frustrating. Yeah,
0: and they made reference to this Rudy movie again. I've got to Do yes. I have to watch this thing?
2: No, no. It's it's the most <laughs> overrated slop of crap of all time because. Essentially, now what the, we have movie, to watch it. the movie boils down to Rudy tirade for a second here. This guy <laughs> loves Notre Dame football. He wants to play, but he's little. He's like me. He's a small guy. He can't play college football. And as the episode points out, Rudy was only put in at the end of a meaningless game. In the real life, Rudy's a piece of shit, too. That's another reason I don't like the movie. It's based off of a real guy. It's hmm. not a good movie. It's the most overrated football movie. But when
1: he lacks inability, he makes up for an obnoxiousness. Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> the last time they made a Rudy joke, which was funny.
1: Yeah. yeah, they do make reference
0: to this movie quite a lot and it's one of these things like recently The Warriors where I was mm-hmm. like, should I watch this? And then Beach watched it and gave me the Snobs and it's like, oh, I'm good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I can see why it's cult. It's not a good movie.
0: Mm. But yeah, the whole Homer trying to become friends with the robots thing, you know, we've hit on this point a few times of Homer, you know, wanting to be liked and yeah. I guess it makes sense but... Yeah, the material was so painful, especially that "working hard, uh, hardly working." God, riff. Yeah, I wrote it, that It as dragged well. on
2: I, too long. That was the
0: problem. It so for so
1: long, I had time to write a long note about. Geez, he's taking a long time to yell, "working hard" or "hardly working" over and over. Mm.
2: You follow your rules of three. He says it once. Yeah. He says it the second time louder. The third time, he tries to say it and he gets shocked. You end it there. Mm. You don't drag it on for what? Like he he said it four times and then he said the other phrase. Like yeah. four times, it's just too long. It, it misses the point. Yeah.
1: I mean, the same joke is in Bard versus Australia where he's all like, I'm in Australia, America, Australia, America, but that's fast. Yeah. And, yes, um, exactly.
2: It... It's fast paced and the punchline's hilarious because he literally gets yeah. punched.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the point of the joke is, you know, this one obnoxiously yelling it and dragging it out. It's like, oh, quiet, man. It's Shh. like, it's ten thirty, but you're making it feel earlier here. <laughs>
2: Oh, the origin—the origin of Moe's ugliness is yeah, in this episode she too. Stepped
1: on by an elephant when Mister Burns first first came to town. Waka waka boing.
2: That's another
0: annoying sort of Family Guy-esque thing because Marge is like, Mister Burns was so nice when he first came to town, and it's just all in service of this one joke. It's mm-hmm. not a bunch of jokes. It's not setting up any story point that might lead to the solution of the episode. Yep. It's just here's how Mo got smushed by an elephant.
2: Moe's backstory has now changed I think more than any other character at this point like they constantly are changing
1: it yeah more origin stories than Batman (laughs) so when the robots do
0: turn evil at the end like was this at all satisfying to watch how this played out or how they resolved it at the end like what do you guys reckon come
1: on anytime you have robots doing anything they're gonna turn evil Mm. Yeah, and and then have buzzsaw hands and blah blah blah
0: oh and cut off a chunk of Homer's
1: head
2: oh God, I hated that. I wrote that down like I hated Homer and the gum joke because like, I don't think you could really do that well in a Halloween episode, but it belongs in a Halloween episode. Mm.
0: Yeah, that kind of real abstract body horror. It's the same as the, well, I guess you could theoretically get a paperclip jammed into piercing a uvula. Yep. I wonder if uvula piercings are a thing.
1: I do not want to know. It probably is. Let's face it. This is humanity we're talking about.
0: <laughs> when eyeball tattoos are a thing.
1: Yep. Uvula piercings cannot be far behind.
0: But yeah, this is a very, very wacky episode of The Simpsons, but how was the emotional core? How was the heart? Did anyone feel the bumps? No. Nope. Oh.
1: Nothing. It could have been about, you know, Homer missing people, but it wasn't really about that. Or about, you know, the for some reason the entire town goes unemployed, even though the plant's mm. the only place with robots. I think they're uh,
2: insinuating that Springfield, the only employer, is Mr. Burns, and then the police dr hibbert and the quickie mart like they're insinuating burns has a, this tight control over the town mm. which i'll get into when we get to the improvements like there's something yeah. there to that that they didn't do
0: yeah well that's what really bugs me about this because they i mean they don't need to spell it out but there could be a thing where the nuclear power plant is the linchpin of the economy in springfield mm-hmm. once all those people lose their jobs then they can't you know spend in the town to exactly. fund everybody else's but yeah, it's not really hit on, and it's just all of a sudden everyone's lost their jobs, and then it's also not that everyone's been replaced by automated robots either. Mm. How'd you guys so, feel about
2: the pizza box joke? I hated it. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Because yeah,
1: uh... again, it grinds to a halt to point to it, and you're like, that's not how pizza boxes work. <laughs> that would have been done a <laughs> printers like weeks ago. What are, you, what are you doing? What do, you, do you think I don't understand pizza boxes? Is that what you think, episode? So he can still afford to
0: buy new pizza boxes despite the fact that he's in- that going out of business. would be
1: significantly more expensive because it'd be short-run individual printings. Yeah. I'm pink. Come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, circling right back around to Homer's Need to Be Liked and, you know, overstepping the bounds with the robots, Um, i, I just got to point it out. The yellow lines, the robots were often off that. Oh, yeah. And they made a point of it and then especially when the robots went into crush kill destroy mode they yeah broke that and that wasn't a thing like
1: yeah and again you could have made that significant by showing them turn evil is showing them leaving the yellow line that could have been a thing it wasn't i wish it wouldn't
2: have been a yellow line because when you first see like homer's paint job i went straight to a better episode in my mind um the stone cutters. Yellow drip road. like my brain went to the stone cutters and like it feels like the line thing was a late addition to the script because they were like oh we need a mm. reason why they won't fa- leave with homer and then i just had to bring that up homer wants them to leave to go to the Moe's, and then they go play baseball what why didn't mm. they go to mo's it, it, uh, them, oh yeah uh, well, i kind of appreciate yeah.
1: that he got halfway through that idea and had a new idea and i do kind of like the idea of them Playing baseball, it's kind of funny.
0: But no, you point out a good thing, point. Ryan, is that um, yeah, after the baseball game, all right, let's go to Mo's, and that's where Homer should have had the whole the robot stopping him from drinking thing because mm. exactly. he's already set up the place where he's going to go. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Jeez, that's Elliot, the writer.
0: <laughs> oh, I am not a writer. I am just a critic.
1: <laughs> if you're improving things, you're a writer.
0: <laughs> if you write red notes in the margins, you are a writer.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> And you're right, Ryan, this was a very late edition. I'm checking my notes. It's right at the end of the third act in this weird four-act episode. Mm. And also, like, just another weird thing, the fourth act starts with Mr. Burns reading Bossy Pants by Tina Fey.
1: He's like, ah, uh, everyone referenced. That's such a random thing. We get pop culture, guys. Uh.
0: Lol, so random. But ultimately, <laughs> did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons So the characters behaving like themselves?
1: Character-wise, again, I don't think anyone's not being themselves, but just plot-wise, it's so wacky and like mm-hmm. so all over the place.
2: I I think you kind of nailed it there, BT. It's um the characters themselves do not feel incorrect. It's the mm-hmm. episode around it doesn't feel like a Simpsons episode. It feels like a Family Guy episode. It legitimately feels like. Michael Price and a family guy writer got their scripts mixed up in the office. They bumped into each other <laughs> and yep. instead of Good old and mate they, cute. Yeah, and instead of admitting that he has the wrong script, he just switches out all the names of the characters to be the simpsons and no
0: absolutely and again bringing up f is for family like that is such a story focused show it is so surprising like yeah this is essentially part of the same team if
2: you look at f is for family you should expect michael price to be one of the best simpsons writers because that show is so well written and so smart and funny it legitimately blows my mind we didn't get that michael price when he wrote simpsons I would need to go through his filmography of Simpsons episodes. I don't know how many of his Simpsons episodes I like.
0: <laughs> no, it's all sorta of post teen stuff.
1: It's uh Yeah, maybe it's like a Jekyll Hyde thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I'm writing Simpsons today. Oh no no, I shall write F for family.
0: <laughs> or or maybe it is the writing job that kept him going that he just sort of phoned it in while yeah, he pays what,
1: the bills, rah, It's a living. Yeah, while he was waiting <laughs> for
0: something better. Uh, who knows. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I totally agree with those Santa Benz characters. Fine, show, not at all. But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? You want to no. go for a fourth time today,
2: Ryan? No, God, no. I'm <laughs> Unless I'm doing like a Simpsons marathon of some kind, I'll be skipping over this one. Especially a lot of the times when I'm watching The Simpsons, it's in bed before we go to sleep with my wife. I doubt she'll let me turn this
0: one on. <laughs> She's going to be like, Not no. again. No, this not one. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, BT?
1: Nope, 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 no nope, 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 nope. neither. All right. Unless I want to track robot racism in The Simpsons.
0: <laughs> you are offended by this one?
1: Deeply. <laughs> Beeply. <laughs> That's offensive Elliot. <laughs> All right. Beep is our word.
0: Well, you know, everything could use improvements, just like myself, um, and especially this episode. So BT, how would you like to change this episode?
1: Well, I got just halfway through this review, I began to get kind of flashbacks to Itchy and Scratchy land. I'm like, okay, what if Homer in leading the robots out of the plant then accidentally introduces them to other jobs they could start doing and they start doing all the jobs in town? I don't know. It's something, it's a development that's, different.
0: Yeah, he takes him to Mo's and then starts pouring beer better or something, I don't know.
1: Yeah, without all the sass and gunshots that uh, Moe does. Jesus, yeah. that scene as well. Yep, oh, that, uh... that
2: oh, Mo suicide jokes. Yeah, as always.
1: <laughs> yeah. But also just like, kind of like, it's almost there that Homer's own stupidity kind of stays the day in the sense that He's the one that reprograms them, but he's also the one that breaks a bunch of them. And I kind of like that as an angle. I'd like to play that up a little bit more. But yeah, there's a lot to change here. It's just what point do you want to make? <laughs> like, picks up, pick a lane and stick to it.
0: How about you, Ron? What would you like to change?
2: So I think on my second viewing was when I really started to formulate my idea behind it. So I want to take that Screw You opening act and expand on it more to affect the plot of Homer's had a ton of jobs. And they they joke about it. So let's have an episode where I don't think they've done an episode where Homer's alcoholism affects his work. So Hmm. let's do an episode around Mr. Burns is looking for any excuse to replace people. And like, so the A plot is Homer gets fired because of his alcoholism and is replaced by a robot. And he is learning to deal with it in some way, shape or form to have the heart. And then to get your comedy, the B plot is at the power plant and people are slowly getting replaced with robots until... You then use Homer's stupidity to be the one to defeat, like, you can have the robots turn evil for some reason, you know, because that's a basic plot when it comes to robots. Just have them turn evil, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Now, I'm going to say, have the robots, like, start pointing out safety problems to Mr. Burns, and he's all like, no, you've turned evil. It's like, no, you've got a safety code violation. Evil! That
2: that, that subverts the expectations of the robots turning evil. You just have it where, throughout the episode, employees are getting replaced until it's only Mr. Burns left, and the robot Smithers comes in with a report of all the safety (laughs) violations, and then Mr. Burns realizing that the robots are going to want to fix these Mm. things fires the robots to bring everybody back like it subverts the expectations of the humans
1: have the threat of being fired to keep their mouths shut
0: yeah Yeah. and the robots automation ends up costing more that's brilliant like
2: yeah because the episode had no heart whatsoever and you can have like because the episode wanted to make an angle about capitalism and automation. It just didn't. Mm. So <laughs> you can do a double whammy of talking about work and alcoholism and then automation in a nutshell. And you can have a nice little joke about, oh, to save a money, he's going to hire people again because he can hold a job over their head. Like That has a lot yeah. of satirical look at America that New Simpsons is desperately needing.
1: Yeah, or maybe he realizes he doesn't have a stranglehold over the people of Springfield because they're not worried about their husbands, wives, family getting fired. They're just like, oh, you have robots now. We're not afraid of you. Yeah.
0: That's all great because I was sort of a bit lost on what to change about this one and I think it's just more... You know, I'd want them to hit on the points that they were already almost making, Mm. and I really do think there's something to the economy of Springfield really depending on so many of these people being employed by Mister Burns and the nuclear power plant. That by a
2: single person,
0: exactly, and once that goes, there is such little jobs because yeah, you got the one person running the italian restaurant you got one mm-hmm. person running the Mo's bar and just how quickly that can trickle down into the rest of the town i think is something that's really valid to explore and i think it's something that could be a lot more funnier than barney making a full monty reference
1: <laughs> yeah i, hate I that almost I like that. the line <laughs> of where's wiener <laughs> yeah. yeah just because it was so um, weird <laughs>
0: he's also kind of sexually harassing Marge and Maggie in that moment
1: he's often been underdressed
2: I don't know if you guys have a history of it in Australia but in the United States we had a history of company towns where the company Mm -hmm. ran everything and once the company left the town was nothing so you could really have a smart commentary like Elliot Mm. pointed out about one man controlling so much of the town and what happens when he decides to stop paying the
1: people of the town yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. Like, it's sort of something that wasn't explored in the Globex Corporation. Uh, no. In You only move twice. That Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a town built to service the company, and without the company, it's basically a ghost town.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we are almost at the end of the episode, but first, got to go through everyone's final notes.
1: Now it's time, and now, now it's time for our final, final notes. notes everybody's Elliot's final note. No- Wait, everybody's fucked.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in stereo now mm. <laughs> uh ryan what are your final notes
2: like the only smart joke in the entire episode in my opinion was the the homer going into mr burns office and giving him a compliment a criticism mm. and a thing to work mm. on that <laughs> yeah if you've ever worked in corporate america in an mm. exit interview in a review they love that crap oh yeah <laughs> they love they call it the compliment sandwich <laughs> and i just yeah. i and they didn't point to it either they didn't stop in the episode and have mr burns say homer wh- you need to do your exit review and then you know homer just walked in and did it which is why i liked it it's to me the best joke from the episode from a writing perspective of you're commenting on workplace mentality without saying it out loud yeah i
0: like i liked it too and it was like it's the kind of good Homer mood swings joke mm-hmm. where also he's a bit underplayed when he's doing it.
1: Yeah, his, his mood matches the comment for each part. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, and then the TGIF twice annoyed the crap by the me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> thank it, God was... it's TGIF. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then Grandpa, and then we've added to the list of Homer hurting Grandpa jokes.
0: Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: He's trying to open him up
2: like a whiskey bottle.
0: like, no, yep. don't stop.
1: Mm. Yep. And I'm that's... enjoying having my skull unscrewed. Son, continue. Hmm.
2: oh and the simpsons mocking the homeless in an episode too yay they love mocking the homeless
0: they've got such a weird relationship with the homeless and Mm -hmm. like it's just such a bleak joke and yeah i hated it
2: so yeah that's all my notes it's just i wanted to include my last good one for this episode because they didn't have
0: many, so <laughs> that's it. You give them a, a compliment, you know where they can fix it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where they went wrong, and something to improve on. <sighs> how about you, BT? Any other notes? This is how few
1: notes I have on this one. I have one and a half left. Uh, so the half Off. is uh, the Barney, you know, where's Wiener joke. Really should have been followed by him then opening the door to the strip club, and there's a robot stripping on stage. He's like, oh, <laughs> like all the jo- that would have been all great. the jobs are taken. And my final note is when you know one of the robots pushes Homer out of the way of a truck and then gets hit, oh, which, again, didn't sake. go anywhere. But he just is clutching, and it's like, oh, such a peaceful death while it's screaming. And you're like, what is this even meant to be? Why is the robot screaming? What the hell is wrong with you people?
0: Uh, I was trying to remember what led to the, yeah, mass robot grave in the Simpsons' backyard. That's right. It was the fucking yeah, was car track And
1: again, it if it was about on. Homer's incompetence solving mm. the problem of him always almost dying and the robot saving him because of, you know, the three laws of robotics that would have been something. Like, he accidentally ruins the entire plan for his own incompetence, but it just isn't. It just happens.
0: Yeah. Another sort of Family Guy-style joke is um, Homer, when he said, I did stop drinking for that weekend when I was in an alcohol-induced coma, and then it (sighs) cut to a photo frame of Happy St. Patrick's Day and then a little bit of, like, shillelagh music plays, and it's like, why?
1: Well, (laughs) see, Elliot, in comedy, you want to tell, then show, then play.
0: Yeah. Again, another thing that, yeah, I would have liked to change is Smithers' relationship with this whole thing and how easily he got replaced. Yeah, he should have been so much bigger part of the story. Oh, um, yeah.
1: jeez, I forgot about that entirely. But, yeah.
0: yeah, really hated the whole, oh, I can be an Ottoman, uh, starts vibrating.
2: They had to put Mr. Smithers on all fours, didn't they? Mm.
1: they oh, God. <sighs>
0: And yeah, my final note is they imply that Burns is at least a thousand years old at the yep. end and
1: Yep. Non <laughs> canonical. Non canonical,
0: non canonical. Mm-hmm. Alright, it's time to rank this thing on the Simpsons index. We rank using our six point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. failure. <laughs> Maybe if the episode was just, eh, you give it a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got, okay, bronze, good silver, excellent gold, but for the best, of the very best, the episodes which The Simpsons could not exist without, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Uh, I'm failing this one. It's not as bad as a lot of failures Mm. that I've seen, but it's just so hopelessly under developed and not a lot of this episode means anything and like it's through line is it's the yellow line thing it's like it sets up the yellow line and then doesn't use it so failure for me how about you ryan what do you reckon
2: you know before talking with you guys i was sitting on that participant failure line but as we Hmm. talked about it as we explored it and i think i'm okay with calling it a failure because this is likely a first draft script that if they would have had the rigorous nature, which Al Gene claims they still have, I don't believe him.
1: <laughs> Not uh, for a second.
2: Yeah, Al Jean has made this claim that, oh yeah, the writing standards are the same as they were in the golden era. Sure, Al.
1: Don't <laughs> lie to me, Al.
2: This, to me, is definitely a first draft to where if I a you know, I I'm I'm in film school and I'm in the middle of a screenwriting class right now. If I can take this idea and I feel dramatically improve it, there's something wrong. So it it is a failure for me because it does frustrate me. As I think about it, I get angry, and yeah, me, that that's the epitome of a failure. If it was forgettable, I could maybe let it be a participant. But to me, it fails at being a Simpsons episode.
1: Good embrace your hatred
2: (laughs) (laughs) and what say
0: you Palpatine I mean BT (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah look I'm a failure as well again I agree that it's not one I want to kick into the pit of failure it's more like uh, I want to be like hey look at the bunny's blue eyes shove and just push into the pit of failure Uh, because yeah it's just it doesn't know what it wants and and I was just so bored during the entire thing for a Simpsons episode about a bunch of crazy robots to be boring that takes effort Mm. so yeah for me F is for failure (laughs)
0: Very good Alright, unanimous failure We are giving this episode The The Index Index Finger Finger! (laughs) It will be the, oh my goodness The fourth (laughs) episode from season 23 To be given the finger It'll be joining mogos from rags to riches Mm. At long last leave Which was the 500th episode of The Simpsons Where they Mm. get kicked out of town And meet Julian Assange Mm. Mm. How I Wet Your Mother. The episode that aired
2: before it. <laughs>
0: oh, that's right. Wow. Yeah, so consecutive. This is,
2: this is consecutive. Fingers. Consecutive wow. failures. Oof.
0: And then rounding out season 23, the final episode of season 23 was also a unanimous failure, which was, of course, Lisa Goes Gaga. <laughs> oh.
2: oh, man. Hot
0: yeah. Damn. Oh. Talk about reliving some trauma right there. Reigning Queen of the Pit. <laughs> oh Absolutely. man if you guys
2: ever talk about that that episode again i would like to come on and explain why i hate it so much but i don't want to distract <laughs> right.
0: man it's such a go-to for like a lot of people's like least it's favorite a, just episode.
1: a great example of how to do everything wrong yeah
0: <laughs> all right guys well look let's get the hell out of the pit and let's get to a, a better episode now we're going to the teens era and we're going to watch an episode called hungry hungry homer bt what is this episode
1: so Mattel decides to reboot Hungry Hungry Hippos. They're like, hippos are a bit out of date. What do we use instead? And then they see Homer eating a sandwich with just the top of his jaw flapping. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that man. So they hire him to be the model for the new Hungry Hungry Hippos. But then they don't pay him royalties. so He gets angry and hires Lionel Hutz, And they sue Mattel.
0: I like when we do this bit and you clearly describe a plot that would have been in an HD era episode.
1: (laughs) I just make shit up until I stop talking.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to go watch that and we'll be back. And we are back and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 12, Episode 15, Hungry Hungry Homer. First released in March of '01, 1, it was directed by Nancy Cruz, written by... John Swartzwater! In this episode! You should know this one. This is pretty adjacent to classic era. This is mm-hmm. where Homer learns that the Springfield isotopes are moving to Albuquerque and he goes on a hunger strike to expose the truth. Hey y'all, what did you think?
2: Good fun. Absolutely delightful.
0: And this is the part of the teens era that I adore where they're doing some wackier jokes mm. and they're doing some wackier premises. But and it's still fun.
1: Yeah. yeah. And for a wackier premise, it's just Homer is on a hunger strike. It's not Homer works with a bunch of robots.
2: It, <laughs> it is such a odd one because it's, it's one of those starts with them watching TV, but Homer is strangling Bart at the same time. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I quite like that. Honestly, the first, like, minute of this has a lot of stacked jokes and I was oh, I was yeah. quite enjoying it all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's one thing to get out of the way. Have we all been to Legoland?
1: No.
2: I have not. No.
1: My only real exposure to Legoland is hearing a woman rave about it cuz so I was on like a Kentucky tour and there was this Irish woman who had just gone. There was like fucking Legoland. oh my god it was the most amazing place i've ever been and the children the ones who got like presents and prizes they're like oh they were the happiest faces and the children who didn't oh they were so sad I'm like this sounds amazing continue talking damn <laughs> yeah. that
2: that might be the greatest marketing tool of all time just get an irish woman <laughs> ah, to sell something
1: like yeah i still remember this was over 10 years ago
0: <laughs> excited irish woman reviews most popular channel on youtube i, I, I
1: mean yeah <laughs> i would watch that easy for sure because <laughs> i've never really i've never again heard the weird oh fucking Legoland. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well yeah i I have been to Legoland in california i know there's a few around the world it's actually surprisingly un-lego in there what like i like in this simpsons version how everything is Mm. you know quote blocko yeah and they go down to it to the finest detail but like a lot of the decorations and stuff like i remember walking around thinking huh this could actually be a bit more lego-y that's shocking but I mean, as far as the theme park goes, it really is geared towards a younger, younger crowd. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, the rides are very tame, and a lot of the activities and things to do were just mostly for very young kids. Well, to
1: be fair, so was Blocko Land. Like, you see kids going down the the block slide, like, ow, ow,
2: ow. <laughs> Wee! And I mean, you saw Maggie's reaction to it. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> like they're saying, like, yeah, especially considering the infamous meh from Bart and Lisa, who are 10 and 8, but Maggie is taking the... she's driving the car. So, yeah, I think the the episode is fully aware that Legoland is meant for younger kids.
1: Yeah, and I do really like that joke of, you know, she's so excited she clips herself in a car seat starts hopping out and the family's like, no, and then the car starts like, oh, shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's wonderful, but what I liked about this opening section as well, that it's very Mm. self-contained... like it's not doing a bunch of shit you'd have to beat a lego land to get you get yeah. the core premise this is blocko this is their lego mm-hmm. they're doing a bunch of riffs on you know the pieces and whatever and you don't have to know lego land to do it yeah. and yeah i found this whole opening section just such a fun riff
2: yeah it is very funny they are having a wonderful time poking fun at it and like i give them credit especially considering the last one we just watched you know, the, it was all right, I guess. That made me laugh so hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, yeah even, even the commercial as a kid, like, eh, it was okay.
2: Yeah. Just, <laughs> and this is John Swartzwelder. he's like, I'm going to crank out some jokes and you're going to enjoy them. Like, and that's, yeah. I oh. think, what is so great about
1: it. Just the opening line of, are you sick of ordinary shaped amusement parks? Yeah. Have <laughs> I
3: ever.
0: No, absolutely. Well, yeah, I think we'll get into more of the block land, but let's get into the moments that stood out to us. BT, we'll start with you for better or worse. What's a moment that stands out to you?
1: Uh, Again, I'm going to go with a positive note. Just a line I really love from Lenny that I didn't realize I just kind of forgot about and it really hit me was um, when he's trying to get a refund. I "I wanted a refund for my ticket, but they wouldn't give me one. They said they wanted it.
2: (laughs) Oh, man, that's a great line.
0: Yeah, and you can imagine how that scene played out and just Lenny giving up. Give our money
1: back. No, we want it. Wow.
0: (laughs) How about you, Ryan? What stands out to you from this episode for better
2: or worse? I think what is for better, and maybe one of their most impressive pieces of writing, I have a suspicion that this episode was two different episode ideas that they couldn't fill out, and they found a clever way to write them together, because it really feels like a plot 1A and a plot 1B, even though the episode is Mm. called Hungry, Hungry Homer, that first 10 minutes has nothing to do with the hunger strike, and I was checking the timer to make sure, because I remember it. At like nine minutes in 55 seconds is when we hear about the Albuquerque move. So that is almost half the episode, Yeah, which makes me really think like, cause you know, I read the Wikipedia and apparently this was an idea from Al Jean's daughter, but they aren't certain, which means that's not how it happened. I really yeah. think they had two okay ideas for an episode. One where Homer becomes a helper and one where Homer goes on a yeah. hunger strike and they just married them together. And it's, I think under a lesser writer than John probably doesn't yeah. deliver. And it becomes one of those painfully F you beginnings. And this is a testament to why John is great.
1: Yeah. Even though it technically is a fuck you intro, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Like it, it develops organically enough, but I agree in the sense that once some guys like, Hey, I've got this thing about Homer helping people. I don't know where to take it. And the other guy's like, well, I've got this thing about Homer being on a hunger strike and I yeah. don't know how to start it. What if we put them together? Yeah. together. And then John
2: Schwartzwater swoops in like Spider-Man and yeah. takes both <laughs> yeah. both ideas and writes the script. Like, yeah.
1: These are my scripts now. Spider-Schwartz. <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, that's yeah. The, the Wikipedia indicates, that this was sort of an amalgamation of a couple of uh, shelved and underdeveloped ideas. And I will say that is kind of what stands out to me for worse in this mm-hmm. episode, is that the third act is, I don't know, to me, a lot less fun. And... I still don't quite get part of the story where, you know, they're being so secretive about moving the team, but it's going to happen eventually. So why the secrecy?
2: Um, Like, Do you want me as the resident sports fan to explain this? An American sports sports. thing. So this is definitely trying to mirror what happened. It's happened a couple of times, actually. Uh, The most famous instance was when the Baltimore Colts left in the middle of the night to Indianapolis. Teams do this.
1: The the Colts bolted?
2: Yes. Uh. (laughs) The teams delay announcing this because once you know your team's leaving, you're not going to go. Mm -hmm. They hold it back to prevent the loss of revenue. Yeah, like I'm in Dayton, Cincinnati. I'm a Cincinnati sports guy. If the Reds announced tomorrow they were leaving in two years, I would never go to a Reds game again. But if they kept that secret, my stupid ass would probably go there at least 10 more times before they left. It's all about making money and not losing it
0: right Elliot mm. if that helps yeah well I mean it does because like yeah to me it just seemed like an eventuality like why do they care and why are they obviously spending a lot of money holding the
1: secret and... for evil Elliot <laughs> capitalism <laughs> ah. baby
0: <laughs> evil capitalism strikes again
1: but that said I do quite like the idea they're already using the merchandised wrapping right. <laughs> and they're like Looking and there's no one off. noticed yeah. <laughs>
2: nobody paid well nobody does pay attention to those napkins. Yeah. like I don't pay attention to the napkin that's like, if, like if no. I go get an ice cream with my wife, they'll like, wrap a napkin around it. I'm throwing that shit mm-hmm. away immediately.
1: So, yeah, if, yeah. if it says Albuquerque ice cream, you're not going to know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I was also
0: reading on the Wikipedia that because they were referencing the fact that there is a minor league baseball team called the Albuquerque Isotopes oh, really? who came to Albuquerque in 03 after being known as the Calgary Cannons, which, if you know your geography, is a Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Albuquerque, New Mexico pretty far from Canada. Yeah. That
1: is uh, quite a sea change. That, that,
2: that is wild. And good on minor, because minor league baseball is a struggle like to make money anyway, because mm. the teams fluctuate so much to where mm. if there's a Simpsons episode referencing you, Take advantage of that. Good for Albuquerque for making that change.
0: Yeah, well, apparently in their baseball stadium, there is like a Simpsons statue in there to yeah tribute this whole thing. That's, yeah.
2: that's awesome. I, I, I've always wanted to go to New Mexico. I've heard it's beautiful. That's just another reason to go now as a Simpsons yeah. fan. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Try out some of that blue meth. <laughs> play count
0: uh, how many times have you seen this episode what's your history with it ryan
2: oh man
1: we def this was definitely one
2: we watched together as a family and, and thoroughly enjoyed it as baseball fans at- especially at the time of the release of this episode this was like the 90s for example in the united states sports was full of team movement like teams were constantly mm. moving um like, if you guys want a, a really funny comedy, uh, Basketball from uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone mm, yep. is really funny. Classic. It's a very good movie, and it does point out some of like the bullshit <laughs> of teams constantly moving, looking for greener pastures.
0: No, absolutely. And we have that sort of thing here as well where – it's never about your hometown, is you know where hmm. your team is from. It's because that's just chopping and changing so much. And yeah, they'll move to other sides of the country and, and keep the branding for why. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, I didn't know they did that here, but I don't know a sport.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> well, that's another thing I actually wanted to clarify with Duran because I was reading. Because apparently, the mayor of Albuquerque scene is removed in American viewings. Is really? that the case here?
2: Not for me. I've seen it, and as I'm looking at the Wikipedia, it says you guys got to keep the actual ending. So yeah, and that was in my notes for something good because that shit made me laugh so hard. It's so random. Yeah. Like I am the mayor of Albuquerque. Like he's a feudal <laughs> lord in a way. Like how he yeah. runs that town, and I love yeah. Him. So I don't yeah, know, what I would love to know that I might hit up one of the people who was on Simpsons on this episode and ask them on Twitter, why did they have to cut that ending? Did Albuquerque not like it at the time and now they're okay with it? Or Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm great very curious story. as well.
0: Yeah, because uh, it's just such a funny ending. It's like, the Dallas Cowboys are a football team. They'll play what I want them to play. Yeah, exactly. and also
1: it's like such a massive caricature. I don't know why they would find it offensive. Yeah. Exactly. It's clearly a goof, but um, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, it's so strange. Wackiness, though. Was this a particularly wacky
1: episode of The Simpsons? In parts, there. Uh, Homer gets covered in block leeches.
2: <laughs> it, it block leeches. The lifeguard walks on the blocks fine, but Homer yeah. falls like a lead balloon. Which I, I love that. Yep. So funny.
1: Oh, the fact they're packing up all of Blocko Land for the night.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that, that's great. That's yeah. definitely wacky. I think it's wacky. Homer in the classroom dressed up as a little boy,
0: and that Edna <laughs> just rolls with it too.
2: Yeah, and the fact that. Like, he's essentially bullying Sherry or Terry, because I didn't remember that they don't say the name, if I recall. I could be wrong. Mm. He's bullying Homer Simpson is a grown man, dressed up as a child, bullying a, a girl. <laughs> like, saying terrible things to her.
1: Yeah. But that Just, said, I do love the delivery. Especially, so she was like, well, who would you want to go to the dance with? Tommy. Well, obviously, he's breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> little
0: the eyelashes and the blonde hair like yeah, yeah it's, well, I, it, it's oh it's wonderfully
2: definitely wacky animated. that bart is acting like a rodent like that's wacky yeah. as hell i, I almost <laughs> forgot all about that like that's
1: wacky mm-hmm. right just there gnawing on a cracker yeah and i do really like homer's line of well before i go i'm gonna give you a souvenir of my own it's <laughs> just a little snow globe in his face and the fact the souvenir store guy just has a box of you know oh. missing pieces <laughs> yeah that...
2: oh man oh. It, f- it feels that personal sometimes because man i don't know if this happens for you guys but you buy something like that and mm. I feel like nine times out of ten, there's a piece missing. It feels yep. deliberate. Like, they do it on purpose. Uh, another wacky bit that I almost forgot. Blocko ham and making an apple out of it. And
0: <laughs> This was my biggest <laughs> laugh of the episode. Oh, it's yeah. so He's rubbing funny. on his shirt
1: and the grease. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if the shirt turns clear, it's your window to weight gain. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> so good.
0: Yeah, and I mean, yeah, technically a fuck you intro, but it sort of organically became about, yeah, Homer helping the little guy, even though he was pretty resistant to it at first. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, it led to, yeah, a lot of these fun Land riffs as well, like with the <laughs> two mascots getting stuck to each other. And oh man, I really <laughs> wish he pried them apart with the orange tool. Yeah. But I don't know if that was established yet.
1: I don't think it was. That was a surprisingly late addition to the Lego yeah. Uh, yeah. range, despite obviously needing it. <laughs>
2: I think you guys have said this before, but what changes up uh, Fuck You Be Getting in the beginning of The Simpsons versus later is they have enough jokes to where mm. you let it go. Yeah. Because yeah. you've had such a good time. Granted, this episode is very joke heavy up top and the jokes mm. kind of whittle down. You know, Homer's starving to death. Of course, the jokes are going to be limited. They're still there. But yeah, you put the jokes front centered because you have something more serious the most famous fat character in the world is going to starve until the team doesn't leave. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost one. It's like, Oh, 12 seasons in. And that's a pretty refreshing, like new idea that they can do where, and it doesn't feel too poking fun at Homer's fatness. Even oh. at times, but it, it feels fine in the moment, especially. Oh,
1: yeah. my God, it, I'm wasting away. I'm down to a pea uh, cup. Yeah, it mostly <laughs> points to his, you know, love of food and rather than his wife uh, for the most when part. When they yeah.
2: laugh at him for making the comment about he's going to do it and he's eating that sausage. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I lose it every time that... Sausage yeah. comes out of
0: nowhere. That reminds me of the. You've got a problem with anger. You're punching the cat right now. <laughs> it's just one of these really quick, funny cutbacks that I love.
1: Yeah. Another bit of wackiness is, again, not impossible wacky, but I just love how it all plays out. Is like how he uh trashes the ha- hair salon. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, this is a hair nut. Wouldn't it be a shame if someone flung it to the ground? It's got to waft slowly. Yeah. Oh, how clumsy of oh, me. Oh, uns- yeah, I can uns- uns- a note uns- for lead. that.
2: I had a note yeah. that the entire scene in the salon, once Homer walked in, was yeah. perfect. And mm. even the
1: follow-up line of, why are you doing these things? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I love the cut back to, wow, your profit's are razor thin. And he's wearing a little accountant's hat and everything. Yeah. I just love it. Just... Yeah, it's such wonderful set dressing and that it fixing the profit margins is as ridiculous as switching to a cheaper loafer white it's <laughs> it's good ridiculous it's, fun. It's great.
1: Yeah. Although I am pretty confused how saving $400 a month takes a store from razor thin profits to being fine. It's like you still have problems if that's uh
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, 2001 money.
1: That's true. Oh, you could have bought so much for that.
2: Last bit of, like, wacky that, I, as I'm looking, is the ladies' room joke, for sure. Like, the oh, fact that yeah. the isotopes have just left her skeleton there.
0: Yeah, she was not as entertaining as Hungry Hungry Homer, mm. apparently. <laughs> and speaking of another kind of bleak but funny joke for me was... When Homer's like, yeah, I'm going to help the little guy. And immediately sees the scene of police brutality. Turns out <laughs> they were using their batons to bash out Snake's <laughs> shirt. And
1: oh, I know. do like the follow-up of, my heart was in the right place, jerk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Such a great delivery.
0: <laughs> yeah, wonderful act break. Oh, actually, I will say for a weird mm-hmm. act break, though. So, yeah, after Marge gets her hair streaks and yep. Homer's like, you know, your happiness is all the thanks, I, etc. Again, mm-hmm. wonderful. Wonderful. Then it just cuts to the bar, and it's like, Homer's like, and then I gave that guy directions, even though I didn't know where it was, because that's the guy I am this week. And then there's this little musical sting of dun dun, and then it's act break. Yeah, Yeah, I could have done, uh,
1: as much as we complain about the new ones not having music, I could have done without that music sting. It's odd. Yeah. But I guess it probably would have felt really hollow without it. But yeah, it's an odd place to cut that in.
0: Yeah, well, I felt like the act break should have been on the, the all the thanks, I, et cetera. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, they then open up the second scene at the bar, so it would
1: yeah. have made sense. Yeah.
2: That's a weird editing error right there. Obviously, they didn't
1: plan one. for the act break to be there.
0: Yeah, I guess it's the kind of thing where, you know, ad breaks don't really exist, you know, <laughs> anymore. Yeah. So, anyway, a slight little complaint, but how about the emotions? Did you feel the ba bumps?
1: I do like Homer's outrage to being called a liar when he isn't lying. Never mm. mind being called a call liar when I am lying, or when I've just lied, or I'm about to lie, but not when I'm telling the truth. Mm.
2: I felt like the slight bumps because you know I'm a large man, so the idea of going that long without eating, like, kills me. Twelve
0: days in the end.
2: That mm. oh god, like I oof. yeah there's not many things in this world you could make me do a hunger strike for. So that's, it's not real heart, but it's that sympathy heart of, Oh fuck. 12 days. Like I say this all the time. Like this word is etched into my brain. Me. So (laughs) hungry. H U N G Y. There is no R. He's too starved to include the R. So,
0: Yeah, and it does get pretty dire towards the end and you start feeling for him, especially when Marge is just like, why are you letting him die? (laughs) The
2: sprinklers.
1: (laughs) Though I do like the line of, he's not moving. Oh, he's probably just resting from all the moving you did before he showed up. Mm. Even though I got that backwards.
2: And I will say this, dying is not a part of baseball. (laughs) If if you're watching a game and someone dies, something horrible has happened.
1: I don't know. I've known the Simpsons for a lot longer than I've known you and they say it's the main part. So... uh...
0: (laughs) So this was another weird coincidence with uh, the random pairing of these episodes, but the playlist that ran through. Not only do we have a baseball connection with the previous episode,
1: Mm.
2: but we also had a robot connection.
1: Yeah, where Homer looks in the O land mirrors like, I am a robot, do what I say.
2: (laughs) I am a washing machine, do what I say. (laughs)
0: And speaking of playlists as well, like Homer's hallucination playlists and <laughs> having to sub in a different person because he doesn't know who's- a... <laughs> I do oh, love that. Man. And the ghost of Cesar Chavez. Why do you look like Cesar Romero? You do not know what Cesar Chavez looks like.
2: That is that is such a damn good line because I guarantee yeah. most of the people who watch that episode don't know what Cesar Chavez yep. looks like either. So that makes it even better.
0: Well, I had a hard yeah. time recognizing Cesar Romero without yeah. the makeup, but exactly. there you go. Hmm. For those playing at um, home, he was the Joker in the '66 Pac Man.
1: Oh yeah, I knew, yeah. I knew that. Yeah, I
2: don't know if this counts as heart, but I wrote this down because I felt it felt relevant. Big corporations using a protest to their advantage. Mm. It felt yeah. too mm. real because,
1: especially in this day and age. It, yeah,
2: because like let's be real, um, you know, a company like we'll say Black Lives Matter in a tweet because they think mm-hmm. it'll make them business. They don't say it because they believe it and that's what they were doing with homer they take them and they're using him to get yeah. people in it just it's so weird that john has this pulse of american mm. capitalism
1: yeah a pulse like 10 years prior yeah. oh hell probably longer
0: yeah and it's that fucking like kardashian in the pepsi ad solving racism or... <sighs> the other fucking day i saw oreo's official twitter account tweeted out trans people are People or it's it's like, something guys, to that
1: effect. You're a corporation. We do not expect you to have opinions on things. It's a cookie. Yeah. yeah
0: like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, thanks, you know.
1: Yeah, it's it's not, <laughs> not unwelcome. It's just not I, necessary. And <laughs> we know you're doing it for money.
2: The Seneca just sees that tweet and goes, their profit margins now indicate that they will make more money from trans supporting people than non trans hmm. supporting people. That's it that's why they yeah. tweeted it in february 2021 instead of february 2010 you know it's
0: yeah yeah i swear they're just gearing up to do the limited edition oreo cookie with you know white cream center still but then the pale blue cookie on one side and uh... the pale pink on the other side
2: damn elliot yeah give it time
0: I, i'm putting you gave, my prediction you gave in that now. One
2: away for free but
1: yeah. they might <laughs> already be working on it could have made money on that one.
0: Uh, I wouldn't want to do that. I am not mm. an evil corporation like <laughs> <are>. Not yet. <laughs> not yet.
1: <laughs> Elliot Corp.
0: But yeah, so it's sort of a weird one to talk about the heart because it is and it isn't. You know, we're talking teens era, but, you know, they do get in the heart towards the end with Homer's decaying state as well. You really yeah. do feel for the guy.
2: And I think there's heart in him, him succeeding, too. Mm. absolutely
0: yeah yeah oh they really do earn that moment at the end where he takes that triumphant bite of that Mm -hmm. delicious looking hot dog i gotta say that was a
1: well animated hot dog henceforth why we got hungry and ordered lunch
2: (laughs) that's like one of the many reasons me and my wife want to go to new mexico is it really does have a legitimately wonderful like food scene on top of all the scenic beauty and i spoke to her in our break she's open to going to australia she said yolo and is getting gotten over (laughs) her fear of spiders so (laughs) Nice. There we go.
0: <laughs> well, uh, we don't have the best food scene here, to be quite honest, but, you know. Eh,
1: it's around. We gotta you guys have natural
2: them. beauty, trust me. The, <laughs> the <laughs> it's food scene beauty. doesn't matter. Like, y'all have some of the most beautiful landscapes I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, <laughs> screw that. I want to go somewhere where the food is good. <laughs> it's like uh, Elliot and I went to New Orleans and we kind of had to sit down and go, okay, we're only here for three days. We can only eat so many times. We have to plan this. Mm. Where do we hit? And it was delicious. So good. (laughs) So,
0: ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are these the characters we know and love?
1: Absolutely. 100%.
0: Yeah, I just got no problems with... Like, even though it is sort of a teens-era episode, Mm. and you do see that wackiness creep in, it's far and away not the family guy wackiness.
1: Yeah, and it's always funny. Like, even if it is a little off-model, it's first of all, it's a small story. It's about a man and his love for his baseball team. That's it. It's not wacky bullshit going to other countries, yada, yada, yada. Mm. So even though, yeah, it's a little bit of a wacky story, it's grounded in small town reality.
2: If you told me this was like season eight, I would believe you. It's that well done. Yeah. Like there are some episodes from the teens that I really enjoy, but if you tried to put them into the like season seven or eight range, I would tell you that you're lying to me. But with this Mm -hmm. one, I could see this being like when Weinstein and Oakley were running the show. Like I could see that. That's how good this episode is.
0: No, for real. And yeah, that's pretty cut and dry. But yes or no? Would you watch this one again? Yeah.
1: I mean, yes.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and episodes we want to watch again, we like to think about what playlist we would put them in. What are some other episodes that would pair nicely with Hungry Hungry Homer? Mm.
2: So sports episodes and vacation episodes like oh, yeah. Itchy and Scratchy Land. Oh, yeah. The fart playing football, uh, them going to the Super Bowl. There's a solid playlist. Um.
0: Even just references to the Dallas Cowboys. We mentioned uh, you only moved twice before. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm going to say pair it with uh, other protests. So last exit to Springfield, Marge versus Itchy and Scratchy. Yep. Mm. If you
2: want to make a New Mexico playlist, you could pair it with the God-awful Gil episode, but that's not fair to this one. Um.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, that's why I mentioned how this connected with Them Robot before, because it's like, yeah, I don't want to watch Them Robot again, or put it in a playlist, or put it anywhere near this episode in the future. (laughs) Nope. This is the only time these two episodes should be back to back.
2: (laughs) Uh, Duffman episodes. Like, uh, there's a Duffman oh, how playlist. How do we not talk is... about Duffman? D- oh, yeah. Duffman playlist for sure. Because, so I've told you guys watching The Simpsons with my family is part of the thing. My dad loves the character Duffman. I don't understand <laughs> why. Because he's a late edition character. You know, he wasn't introduced hmm. till season nine, I believe. Yeah. But no, my dad, like, to this day, like, when I see him sometimes and, like, we're getting a beer or something, he'll go, Duffman. And just, he loves it. He- <laughs> It's such a fun impression.
1: Yeah, and he's got so many good lines this one of Duffman is thrusting in the direction of the problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and he's dressing up at the journalist Joel Duffman from. The... <laughs> what, uh, fuck, I forgot it's what like, uh, it
1: is. Something like The Story News Times. Yeah. Weren't you once in a loony bin?
0: What would Jesus do? <laughs> and even just the subtle puns as well. New feelings brewing inside of Duffman. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then there's just a great line of, find you can it, Sid. How about you, can it, Howard?
2: Oh, <laughs> that instant change in his voice. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. oh, awesome. All right, well, that's a good bunch of playlists, but, you know, no episode is perfect, so we like to think about what we'd change. BT, we'll start with you. What would you like to change about this episode?
1: Ah, I'm not entirely... I wasn't ready for this one. What would I change? Um nothing immediately springs to mind which is good not to say that it's a flawless episode just to say i don't have any points of oh, this really clunked or Mm. this feels out of place so just as a fuck you to everybody i would say that scene at the end that was deleted for american audiences let's just expand that entirely and (laughs) uh you know they can suffer with the consequences of having arguably a great albuquerque evil character Mm -hmm. So yeah spin off into i'm the mayor of albuquerque and i am evil all
0: right, Ryan, what would you like to change?
2: Billy, I have no complaints. I think the episode is structured really nicely considering the fact that it is a mismatch, of two I- mismatch connection of two ideas. Really, even though this is not a perfect episode of The Simpsons, I think they, they do an excellent job, so my fixes would be very, very small
0: yeah uh, same here like i mentioned before that the third act sort of became a lot less fun for me and i was sort of looking over my mo- notes and okay why was i sort of feeling that in the time mm-hmm. and mostly kind of just a couple of the scenes when homer is in the beginning stage of a hunger strike just didn't sort of play as that funny to me like the whole thing with kirk and millhouse like i love the line of like thanks weekend dad stop calling me that <laughs> but then the actual scene with homer interacting with them i Felt like, didn't really make yeah. sense. No. Nope. Do a lot. Kirk criticizes him, and then Homer goes, why are you little threatening Milhouse? It was, didn't yeah. play that well. Yeah,
2: The line, man, he really hates Wayne Rogers. I don't understand, like, why that's there, because I feel like yeah. you would have to know the writer of that ah. book to yeah, get yeah. the joke. Yeah, Farrell
1: or something. Pretty yeah. much yeah. So, every Schwarzwelder will have a very obscure reference in it somewhere. Yeah. So John
2: can feel better, because he knows yeah. why he put
1: that. Yeah, and some, usually it's a very Americana thing. Uh, I think this is Mike Farrell was from Mash, I believe.
0: Yep, he played Captain B.J. Honeycutt on the mm-hmm. television
1: series Mash, and hates Wayne Rogers, mm.
0: and a producer of Patch Adams. I got to stop reading this, <laughs> and yeah, and also the scene again it opened very funny with the family eating Homer's share of the food, and there's like three roast chickens and still a giant <laughs> meatloaf, and uh, yep. Maggie, you know, <laughs> loosens up her diaper to <laughs> make room. Yeah. But I didn't like the out for it. Like, which was just Lisa's. Can't you just cook less? That's not the way I do things.
2: <laughs>
1: and that's the joke. Eh, no, I was okay with that. Yeah, no, it's not I, I kind of but...
2: like that joke, as the guy who does the cooking in my household. It is really hard to change. Like, if you're making something on the regular and you have to change it, it kind of messes you up. So, yeah, I kind of get that pain from.
1: Mm. Yeah, two things I don't understand: sports and cooking. So, <laughs>
0: oh, you'd you'd hate competitive team Master Chef. Oh God, would I ever? <laughs> They're just running in a field doing a sous-vide or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know food. I don't even know what you're talking about. Neither do I. I don't know if a sous-vide is a sport or a food.
0: Uh, so guest stars of this episode, we just had one, Stacey Keach playing Howard K. Duff the Eighth, and he became a recurring role in this, yeah, very mm. minor character. Stacey Keach, very prolific American actor. Unfortunately, I only know him really as the Couchtown guy from Thirty Rock.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know oh, very God, little of so, him. He's so good at that, though. Yeah. <laughs> when did this country get so soft? But
0: that's it. When you need that voice, you get Stacey Keach, and yeah, it's sort of a weird one to comment on because as a guest actor, like he, he's like more of a plot device rather yeah. than actually having many good lines to
1: himself. Oh, he's got that one. It's like. Homer, we have this new additive that makes beer super, super malty. Oh, <laughs> so this is going to drug me? No, this will.
2: <laughs> I have to correct something from our previous episode, because
1: oh, yeah? a oh, friend
2: yeah. of mine is a Star Trek fan, and we forgot the guest star from our last episode. We did. Oh, we did too! The guy who played Data was the robots.
1: I was thinking that was his voice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so
2: that's the best part of that episode, because I love Data, so yeah. That, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah and to be I, fair, his
1: performance is quite good. It's very, like, flat but not monotonic like it's just very robotic but without not devoid of personality though so yeah i guess the guy who played a robot for so many years hmm. i
2: had all the tabs still open and i was like just closing them and i saw a guest star for the last episode and my brain was like hmm. oh no i don't think elliot said that <laughs>
0: no good catch i totally yeah glossed over that yeah brett spiner brett spinner i uh, not sure how to pronounce it data data data, <laughs> yeah, data.
1: let's call the whole thing off
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's a really good pull And it's one thing that episode did right at least mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely loved the misdirect of the beer drugging Homer thing oh, Except, so uh So funny Jordan Zainal Corner
2: Jordan damn
0: it we're, we're
1: back to yelling in stereo
0: uh, yeah he goes why don't you bring in two bottles of the duff and he brings and in, in two, cans. two cans
1: i saw that as well
0: It's just like fruit loops brings mm. in two cans yep. um <laughs> so brings us to the end of this segment and before we do that final notes time ryan do you have any other notes about this episode you want to mention before we rank this thing
2: yeah i have a lot but i'm gonna kind of limit it marge loving the idea of squaresville made me chuckle that sounds uh, cool (laughs) uh, Bart's joke like universe breaking oh Lego shirt oh don't you mean Blocko yeah that's what I mean love that
0: it's one of the only times they do that sort of self referencing joke right
2: yeah and then the last one I love horny Skinner because Edna is eating the ice cream and she makes the comment how oh this is going to go to my thighs and Skinner man that's not the only thing I'm like damn Skinner not holding back.
1: And it was exactly. very, it was very smooth as well. I man, it was skinner. Oh, yeah.
0: Wow. Just yeah, fuck this ice cream. Let's fuck Skinner.
1: <laughs> I mean, thanks to for ruining it there, Elliot. With just smooth is not going all fur. <laughs>
0: That's why I'm not Skinner, man. <laughs> anyway how about your final notes BT?
1: uh i do like lisa taunting bart uh bart's got a girlfriend no i don't that's the problem (laughs) bart's got a problem yeah oh wonderful (laughs) and then uh yeah when homer's talking to sherry slash and or terry why don't you like bart he's an ugly smelly dork ugly is such a smelly word (laughs) such (laughs) wonderful writing in this episode (laughs) yep Uh, And my last note is just on the vendors at the baseball game of hot dog, get your hot dog, pork chops, get your pork chops covered in applesauce, Peking duck, get your crispy Peking duck.
2: Yo, duck man, right here.
1: You don't know how (laughs) happy
2: I would be if they offered Peking duck at a baseball game. That food is, if you've never had duck to anybody listening, have some duck. It's wonderful.
1: It is very good.
0: We actually ordered some uh, Peking Duck bows as well with our banh mis. That are oh, that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> just on the way now.
1: All right, uh, so let's just wrap this up. And
0: yep. uh, <laughs> <we're>... <laughs> Yeah, I only have a couple of fun notes. Yeah, we didn't really hit on the meth thing. So I don't know by this point if, because meth sort of got established in, uh, I forget which episode it is, but uh, Lisa mentions, yeah, they're part yeah, of the MTV generation. Uh, yeah.
1: Homer's bypass. We feel neither highs nor lows.
0: Oh, yeah. wow. Was it that early? Yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: Because he's all like, you know, I have to tell you something upsetting. They're like, oh, no, it won't upset us. We're part of the MTV generation.
0: Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they sort of, they literally spell it out in this one. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I don't know if it had been popularized by this point or, and but that this was. Just
1: reinvigorated it. Yeah.
2: I, I feel like the Simpsons are the reason this is a word that's widely used now, for sure. Like,
0: oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> local man is liar. Well, we do have footage of him with his pants on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, the local man is liar. Hey, that would make a good headline.
1: (laughs) The easily led media in this.
0: Yeah. And he went to the effort of setting up a guy with a trombone (laughs) and mute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good fun. And yeah, that's all my notes. Besides that mesquite onions, mango lime salsa and jalapeno relish just does sound like fucking amazing toppers to a a hot dog. Sounds Mm.
1: wonderful. I'd eat that.
0: Much better than peanut butter, Michael (laughs) Swame. Ooh.
2: I would 100... Per- My hand would be making the little hungry motion if I had that hot dog <laughs> right now. <laughs>
1: I do love that the hand tries to eat it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All
0: right. Well, it is time to rank this thing.
1: Uh, BT, your turn to go first. I'm going to go with a silver. This is one of the ones where there's nothing particularly wrong and it doesn't hit those amazing highs. the The beginning of this one is front-loaded so well that it is tempting to bring it up. But overall, I feel like a silver seems fair. How
0: about you, Ryan?
2: Oh, man. I, uh gonna be a little controversial here but i I, am i was on that gold silver line when elliot first told me the episode that we were gonna Mm. do and upon watching it i was wrong it's it is far superior than i the gold silver line for me i i'm just gonna say last of the family-owned teams great little (laughs) line that forces me Mm. to like give this a qz i think when you want to talk about essential simpsons viewing I think this is it to say, well, what was good beyond season eight or season whatever the cutoff Mm. is for the person you're talking to? Like, how can I trust the Simpsons after the golden era? And I could tell you, watch this episode. This is an episode Mm. you could plug into season eight or seven or nine and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference because it is wacky, but it is grounded in, as BT said, a man's passion for his local sports team, a man's passion to help somebody. you know doing something nice for his kids you know oh i can't believe i forgot about the heart the fact that homer like does something nice for lisa to get the the Mm. little the leg
1: and it doesn't backfire horribly
2: yeah like so for me it's just it's like barely like thank you bt for going silver because now i don't feel bad about giving this uh (laughs) cubic zirconium because i know it's it's not going to be close to that so (laughs) i can say it's cubic zirconium and the full ranking won't
1: let that happen i'm just personally touched that you're obviously such an index fan because you said qz not cz (laughs) (laughs) that warms part of my robotic heart
0: Well, yeah, and I'm just going straight down the middle and calling this a gold, because I actually kind of walked in at a silver, but I'm like, you know what? This episode did so much Mm. technically right, and I feel like this is definitely a highlight of the era that it's in. I totally get the QZ ranking, especially if it can personally relate to you as well. But yeah, it really hits that gold mark for me.
1: I I did definitely have the internal debate of like, could I rank this a gold? I certainly could, but I'm going to go with my heart guts, which say silver. And Mm. that's
2: great. And I think... Also I vow like writing to me is the most important thing when it comes to storytelling. So mm. when you're a guy like John Swartzwelder and jokes are your wheelhouse and you're the master of it. I appreciate it when you come all out and you've been doing this for 12 years. Yeah. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Like, all right, well, look, this will be a gold by way of split decision. It'll be the second gold from season 12, which will be joining the unanimous gold of Lisa the Tree Hugger. Nice. Wonderful episode. But, yeah, we've got a couple of other gold by split decisions in the teen era. Mm. Uh, it'll be joining She of Little Faith, where Lisa goes Buddhist. Oh, yeah. And the last tap dance in Springfield, which, of course, is Tappa Tappa Tappa. Love tappa, that tappa. episode. I would have
1: killed for Tappa Tappa Tappa. Mm.
0: No, that's actually a very neat little playlist there, yeah. I reckon. Alright that about does it for the teens era and now we are going all the way back to the start of the classic era mm-hmm. with the episode Some Enchanted Evening which is a very vague title. Do you remember this episode at all BT?
1: Uh, it's the one where a witch casts a spell over Springfield and everyone turns into their cast costumes because they're all enchanted.
0: That famous season 1 episode mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> There definitely wasn't a Halloween episode In season 40
0: <laughs> Well look, uh, we've got a lot more to say On that one, so we will say More on that one when we come when back When
1: come back from that one yep. That we're going to go to now Now <laughs> <laughs> And we are
0: back And we just watched our classic era episode This was season 1 Episode 13, Some Enchanted Evening First released in May of 1990, it was Whoa. directed by David Silverman and Kent Butterworth, and written by- What's
1: Butterworth? <laughs>
0: Shout out to Emily Vanderworth. Uh, and it was written by Matt Groening and Sam Simon. In this episode, this is the one where Homer takes Marge out for a romantic evening and leaves the kids in the care of the babysitter bandit. Hey y'all, what did we think? Vintage. Oi, <laughs>
2: I think oi is the only way to describe this one for me. Yeah,
0: i um, f- having similar feelings. For me, the most interesting part of this episode is the story behind it. Oh, like, really? yes, the episode itself doesn't do a lot for me.
1: <laughs> nah I mean it's perfectly serviceable. And again, this is hey, this was meant to be the pilot at one point, wasn't it?
2: It sure was, BT. Yes. Yeah.
1: Obviously, they're figuring out this show still. But that said, there's some charming moments.
2: Um, kinda. I struggle with that
0: one. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's jump to the play count question. Is this one that you've like revisited at all throughout the years, Ryan?
2: Not really. Um, it does not play in. Syndica- it did not play in syndication that much. Most of season one didn't. Mm. Yeah, same. The, the reruns were season three, four, and five for sure. Like that was their bread and butter for the longest time. But I've seen this, like, just upon rewatches, because typically with The Simpsons, I'll start from the very first season and, like, just keep going till we hit a certain mark where it's like, eh, this is getting kind of, eh. Like, usually around season 19, season 20, we'll slow down. So in my rewatches with my wife, it's probably been, like, maybe 10 times. Maybe.
0: Yeah. How about you, BT? Has it been a while since you've seen this one?
1: Very long time. I honestly... 20 years, maybe?
2: Yeah, well, it's the same. And I
0: agree. I think season one was really dropped from a lot of the repeats and um, reruns. Yeah,
1: well, it does look janky as hell. and uh, Yeah, Yeah,
0: well, may as well peel that Band-Aid off. Yeah, this episode was meant to be the pilot, and noticing not only does season one look janky as hell, but this episode especially. And that's because our first director, Kent Butterworth... (laughs) who was in charge of it, he's sort of one that they pin a lot of the animation problems on with this episode, because the famous story is that they got this episode back from the animation, and James L. Brooks looked at it and said, this looks shit,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: one of their main complaints is that it didn't really have a distinct style. It looked too Disney. It looked too Hanna-Barbera.
1: Fucking yeah. the babysitter banded her introduction scene where she was talking to Bart, she looks very, very early Disney. Yeah. Like, very robbery.
2: That door opening in reveal, while i enjoy it is just a straight up pull from disney mm. and here's the wild thing they complained about it looking too much like disney and Hanna Barbera, so they had to rework it it still has those problems yeah mm. like that's what's wild to me i've never watched the because apparently it's out there online mm. you can watch it the original one i've just never made the effort to do it
1: yeah i, I like, want to now. if this is the fixed version how Hanna Barbera was the first one was it just oh hey there buddy boy <laughs> well
0: it was more in the animation and just in the rubberiness of yeah. the the cartoon yep. space and it's funny you know because there was a tweet that went viral recently of someone doing a side-by-side of the simpsons intro and how when marge turns to look at maggie her hair is a lot more rubbery in the early intro mm-hmm. versus the hd one where she just kind of moves her head you know with the old one is yeah more of a hair swivel and it's
2: oh man i saw that i saw that go viral and it made me sad (laughs) because i really i really like the hand drawn appeal of the older simpsons versus that perfect nature that they want to do in the new era Mm. it just takes the soul out of it you know, that's probably my biggest issue with current Simpsons is there feels like there's no soul in the animation anymore.
0: Well, no, that's it. And like classic Simpsons really no, Um, I don't know, knew, but they were finding the experimentations to work with that traditional sort of more rubbery animation and keeping it static. So you were more on the ride for it as a sitcom rather than a cartoon akin to a happy little elves or some shit so uh, it was produced with the intention of this being the pilot and the introduction to all the characters which yeah i just find so weird and it was meant to originally air between september and november of 1989 mm-hmm. but then yeah when it came back and they yeah weren't happy with the product they you know begged fox to let them push the premiere date to december and they'd run with the simpsons christmas special which i honestly think was a significantly better introduction for the characters in this one i think
1: so as well i mean there's certain establishing things in this one you know Bart's mischievous ways or whatever but uh yeah i think simpsons over uh, open fire is much better
2: i'd like to ask you guys a question if i may absolutely yes you there Ohio? what what success do you think changes if this ends up being the pilot and you, you can construe that however you want i I really wonder if this one, if Fox said, we'll push it back, but this is what you said was going to be the pilot. This needs to be the pilot. I wonder if that kind of sinks the show at the beginning in a way. And well, I yeah. think We don't have Simpsons Mania. I think what it
1: does have going for it is still that kind of undermining of the family sitcom because, you know, the parents have the yeah. nice out and the kids have a wacky time at home, but it's so much more grave because this is actually on like America's Most Wanted. And the fact that Homer comes back and frees the, you know, villain of the piece is a good subversion of, you know, even that kind of abstract trope. So I think it still would have had that impact. I think you need to take it in context of the time, but uh, who the hell knows?
0: Yeah, I I just don't know if it would have gotten picked up, like, to be honest. Like, because a a lot of those early season one episodes, uh, I don't know, just a lot more grounded than this one. Even though this one, it's not exactly wacky and stuff, but it is grim.
1: Yeah, I think the big difference is mm-hmm. the Santa's Little Helper story has that family heart about mm. gathering around and getting a dog, and, you know, he's a loser, he's a Simpson. While still know. subverting those yeah. things? Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. What do you reckon, man? You know, in the scenario, I'm assuming they don't get the amount, like, they only get, say, a month to fix it, instead of, like, apparently they were working on it throughout the entire first season, so they were, wor- you know, they had three, four, five months to fix it. If this is the pilot and they just have to push back the date, I don't know if they can improve this. And if you come out the gate with a bad first episode, especially in the 80s and 90s, your shit doesn't get picked up. Mm. Whereas in today's market, you can have a bad first entire season and people will still give you a chance. Like the best example is Parks and Rec, Mm. where that first season, I think if that first season airs in the 90s, it doesn't get picked up. Those first six episodes, even though I like them, mm.
1: oh, they're are not very, very different.
2: Yeah, they're very different and they're not very good either. But you could see the nuggets of what was happening. And, you know, when it comes to The Simpsons, you see the nuggets of what's good. But I think this kind of improves Simpsons roasting on an open fire. It shows mm. how much significantly better <laughs> it was and how fortunate it became the pilot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's very telling that they ended up pushing this one to the very end like oh yeah maybe it was just because yeah that they were producing it and still fixing it the entire time i mean because season one it is a bit of a rocky ride but there are some very strong episodes in there Krusty gets busted but the general all very good times and stuff like this yeah, and I homer's think... odyssey become very bleak outliers yeah. Didn't and we it's cubic
1: like cubic zirconia about the general
0: yeah yeah unanimously
2: oh yeah that is a unanimous right there yeah. all four of you guys did it i've got the index up now to <laughs> point to
1: why a spreadsheet available at the index.com. <laughs>
2: the first season i think gets an unfair rap because the you know golden run is so excellent mm-hmm. the first season of the simpsons is legitimately better than most animated shows first seasons
0: oh absolutely yeah. you
2: know th- the disenchanted of the world <laughs> you know family guys of the world Yeah, the first season of The Simpsons is better than a lot of shows, but it gets compared to the Golden Era. So that's why a lot of people say, well, it wasn't, it was, it was reaching its footing. And it's like, no, they, they legitimately had some great episodes. Hmm. I just think my problem with this one, it's, it's poorly written. Matt Groening and Sam Simon did not really deliver the laughs.
0: Hmm. No, and there was a, Bigger of an argument when you know the producers had a problem with the animation and then the animators were hitting back and it's like what the writing's shit and yeah i agree with you like the writing isn't that great on this one it's just not super funny like
1: now for the, to launch a comedy series maybe the whole like maybe the joke they were trying to do was yeah the subversion of expectation compared to other sitcoms
0: No, there's like a a couple of good jokes in there, like when Miss Bot's tied up the kids and she goes, Bot, if you're smart enough, you'll know to keep your mouth shut. And Lisa goes, he isn't. It does have its moments.
2: Yeah, you know, I highlight the jokes that I think are good throughout my note-taking. This one only had one more highlight than the first episode we did. That's, (laughs) That's bleak. It's still better. Like, I think it's still significantly better than the first episode we did, but it just goes to show that Like, Matt Groening, I don't know how many episodes he actually wrote that are laugh-out-loud funny. I don't know if Matt Groening is that kind of, like, his ideas are good, but Mm. he just has a better way of seeing, like, oh, this guy's a good writer for comedy. I'm going to tap his potential.
1: Yeah, better as a showrunner.
2: Yeah, I'm not a great writer for comedy. No offense to Matt. I have complicated feelings about Matt, but Mm. he's influenced my life
1: Mm.
2: massively, so I, I have to let it, like, accept that fact, like, this dude has had a massive impact on me.
0: Yeah. Just pulling up the Simpsons episodes written by Matt Groening, it's not many. Like, he obviously, a bunch with a bunch of other writers, contributed to 22 short films. Also yeah. was credited with writing Colonel Homer and The Telltale Head.
1: <laughs> yeah, some some definitely good yeah. ones. Yeah. But The
2: Telltale Head isn't him. Like, that's a parody. Mm. And Colonel <laughs> Homer is kind of a parody in a way, too, so...
1: Yeah, we haven't done Colonel Hamming yet. Like,
2: original stories from Matt are kind of lacking, and that stinks, because I I wish there was more. Mm.
0: Well, no, I mean, it shows that, yeah, he had a great premise, and like, he himself as a writer, I know he has a bit of a dark sense of humour, like, if you look at Life is Hell comics, it's like, funny in that, ha ha, ha," wait.
1: Wait, Life really is hell.
0: And I think he was trying to sort of push that more darker side with this episode, but yeah, it doesn't... Quiet land for me. But anyway, let's hook into the questionnaire. BT, we'll start with you. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you?
1: Uh, well, I'm going to bring up two because stop me. First of all, in the opening sequence, both you and I noticed, possibly for the first time ever, the sign on the on the far left of the, like the very opening shot of Springfield is semi-painless surgery. Well, like, dentistry, like, dentistry was it? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, but yeah, but we, we, you and I both went. What the fuck was that? Always a- what? <laughs> and maybe it's only like a season one thing, but um, the fact that we both pinged it for the first time ever it was pretty wild.
0: Yeah, and this, of course, being the final episode of season one, was the last episode to use the proto intro, the mm-hmm. season one intro.
1: Right. Uh, And my main note, though, I think is going to be they go to the... Second floor room of the off ramp inn. Mm. And I do like that this is back at a time when the Simpsons were like a middle class family and a night out to a motel was a big deal. Mm. Yeah, I like that. It's very humanizing. And also the fact that Marge and Home actually have just a nice time. A bottle of your second least expensive champagne. Yeah, because that is totally <laughs> the, the kind of thing where you want to have a night out, but you don't want to, you can't afford top shelf. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Not the worst. How yes. about that, please? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, back when they used to drink champagne or something. Champagne. <laughs> uh, How about you, Ryan? What stands out to you from this episode for better or worse?
2: I'm going to go with worse because I think this is kind of important. This kind of shows they aren't sure what they want with their relationship yet because mm-hmm. it sounds like Marge is unhappy with their sex life. With her complaints to Marvin, like, that just is not the Simpsons' relationship to me. They've always had a great sex life. Mm-hmm. That's probably why the relationship works. So, for me, just it just feels weird. Because there are plenty of reasons for Marge to be mad at Homer. Mm-hmm. This is just so not what I think when it comes to him. Like, but also, please don't use his real name. <laughs> Leave Pedro. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I still
1: get Perfect. a bit of a laugh out of that one. Yeah, yeah. Although it's a bit weird yeah. to be coming back to this one after so where we've watched so many episodes where Marge doesn't like stand up for herself or make demands of Homer and just kinda gives up and rolls over. But yeah, so does actually see her like standing waiting for him to come home ready to launch into it is like, okay, that's actually kind of refreshing for a season one episode. Pissed off Marge is wonderful. Yeah. Mm.
2: Pissed off Marge is great. We don't get enough of her.
0: Yeah, but I mean It's hard to not think of this episode in context that they were like, Mm. this was going to be their pilot. Yeah. And this is a bad introduction for um, Homer and Marge and their relationship. Like, I get if you want to start it out with the chaos of the family, sort Mm. of not appreciating her or something, but that it is this broken and this troubled, this early, like, even in isolation for this episode, I think it's too much too quick.
2: Well, you have the potential of it setting the tone for their relationship for the rest of the series, and I do not want that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that sounds horrifying.
0: No, absolutely. That Yeah, it's already this bad that she's so desperate that she's calling a yeah, live-to-broadcast radio show. like
1: <laughs> Which doesn't have a delay button. No. <laughs>
0: yeah, and what stands out to me from this episode? Look, it's been a while since I listened to it, but I'm pretty sure our friends over at Pods in the Key of Springfield like pointed this subscribe. out. This evening starts, like, Homer gets home at roughly 8.31, (laughs) like, (laughs) and they were able to sort of do all this and come back, like... Wasn't it the next night they actually went out? No. All right, well, that's fucked. No, they
2: did not, they insinuated it all happens in one night. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: that's fucked.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, like, I mean, I don't know, I don't have kids, I don't know how late they're meant to stay up, but I'm pretty sure 8.30 is, like, even pretty late for an 8 and 10 year old.
2: No, for me, when I was that age, like I didn't get to stay up till eight thirty till I was like eleven. Man, yeah, like eight was the, and they are wanting food too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh man, it's nice to see Marge stand up for herself, but Marge not feeding her kids is
1: wrong and growling <laughs> at them when they ask.
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the very dizziness of that and the kids running away as mm-hmm. well, like the little moments that you see the yeah rubber bandy style uh, are very interesting. That's sort of why I'd say this episode is more appealing as a curiosity rather than mm. an episode of The Simpsons.
1: It almost feels like an alternate beginning for the show. It essentially was. Yeah. It's like how much The Simpsons would have changed had they started here. Yeah,
2: this one legitimately feels like a full-fledged Tracy Ullman sketch, kind of. Mm. Yeah. Because like, I've watched those, too. This, out of all the season one episodes, this is the one that reminds me the most of the Tracy Ullman sketches. Yeah. True. Season. The rest of season one, I really don't associate with those sketches.
0: Well, yeah, because they were more sketchy and they w- were more, you know, here's the family, whatever, and here's the wacky hijinks that they're getting up to in this sketch. I think you're right. That is a pretty accurate assessment. This does feel like an extended version of that. mm so wackiness, was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons?
1: Now we see Homer's beard regenerate as soon as he shaves it. That will reoccur later. hmm
0: That's one of the few ones that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I think my wacky notes are more in like, yeah, just pointing out those sort of Disney-ness things like when he goes to the florist, it looks like a completely different show. Yeah.
2: The fuck is that background? <laughs> yeah, that's Seriously. That, that's what I thought. Um and we I think we talked about it with the other two episodes. The background, the color choices for the the co- background in this episode are so off-putting mm. Mm. and not good <laughs> their house the color and how they did it is so bad yeah. it just it blows well there's a bit
1: where they do a close in on bart and his background changes to kind of like a faded rainbow swirl for a second
0: yeah weird oh, but just on the yeah. florist
1: yeah i think that's possibly a weirdly weak part of this episode in the sense that homer rocks up i need some flowers okay what do you want i don't know ah oh, well we have roses for 40 dollars. okay Mm. That, that's the scene. Like, there's no joke in there.
2: <laughs> well, no, he only got the one because he yeah th- he offered the dozen.
1: Yeah. Okay, I missed that. I'm stupid. <laughs> uh, however,
0: and also playing the florist was Paul Wilson, who's a uh, just a character actor. He I most know him from Malcolm in the Middle, where he played the neighbor Ed, and yeah, he's been on a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this episode actually does have a pretty huge guest star pedigree as well
2: the late great uh penny marshall Mm. uh man to me the best part of the episode was her voice acting i think she did a pretty excellent job Mm. being the villain
1: yeah you better do what i say because otherwise i'm gonna do something i don't know what that is because everyone always does what i say
0: yeah oh delivered so well and yeah for those of you don't know penny marshall is just one of the biggest workhorses in hollywood like yeah started out as an actor and end up becoming a director directed big a league of their own riding in cars with boys like just tip of the iceberg she has done so much stuff
2: you know i have a weird thing when it comes to like when people pass and how old they are Mm. but she passed at 75 and i felt like that was too soon because you know Mm. that sucked Mm. that was like man because you don't realize how much of an impact she had. Like, she did so much work and she was so good. Oh. I, d- I forgot that she was in this episode, so that was an even better one for me.
0: It's a real big get for them. And yeah, I guess it was just coming into why they were bigging this up for the pilot and they were trying to get like some of these bigger names in voice acting mm-hmm. to be a part of it. And yeah, Penny Marshall was way above this by this point as well. Mm. Yeah, the other big name in this episode was June Foray, who was playing the receptionist in the buggy bumper baba baba babysitter service, whatever. Rubber
1: baby bump, uh, rubber baby bubba, bumble bump. Fuck. Can you
0: do it, Ryan?
2: Rubber baby bump. Nope. <laughs> screw it, I can't. <laughs> uh, nope. Nope. Uh,
0: yeah, her most prominent role, who people would know as as Rocky the Flying Squirrel in Rocky and Rocky at Bullwinkle. Oh, nice. But yeah, very. That prominent is port.
2: such a big pull. Yeah. Because I'm on her filmography, and it is. It's so long, and good for her. She made it to ninety nine. That's incredible. Nice. That, oh, good for her.
0: Yeah, both her and Penny Marshall were just non stop working. Like your thumb will get sore scrolling through their filmographies. Like, and also the other guest star of this episode was Christopher Collins, who fans might know as the original Mister Burns. Oh. And he was one that they'd sort of earmarked as someone who would be a regular voice actor, but for unknown reasons, it just didn't quite work out. Like. And anyway, he was playing the T V host in this episode. And yeah,
1: did a good job.
0: Yeah, anyway, so what were we talking about? The wackiness. Any other <laughs> wacky moments that stood out to y'all?
2: I mean, this is wacky only if you are a Simpsons fan and like know the history, but Homer getting advice from Mo is the wackiest thing. <laughs> yeah. Asking Mo for relationship advice is just wacky
1: And it actually being reasonable. You know, like it's yeah. great advice. <laughs> yeah it's just like when does this ever happen but well done Mo.
0: even with a disgusting metaphor that does actually feel very Mo. you know we're all pigs but sometimes we call our way out of the slap Mm -hmm. i started trying to do modern mo and then had to realize go back to old mo ah the the voice acting in this is (laughs) yeah tripping me Ah,
1: out all Mm -hmm. the alpha versions yeah
0: but on the other side then how about the heart how did we think the bumps
1: were i didn't feel anything uh, that could be a symptom of death inside.
2: <laughs> I was about to say, do the ba- bumps count for the blue thing? like <laughs> <laughs> With the things?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that- there's actually something that I like about this, because, yeah, being in a long-term relationship, yeah, sometimes you see the same outfit then and again, yeah. but it's really nice that it still does it for him.
1: Yeah, and it, unless you know terms for laundry, you'll be the blue thing with the thing. Yeah. And as uh, so long as we're here, I'd also like to mention Marge's dress, which is orange. This has been Fashion Corner Wink there
0: you go yeah. <laughs> so i mean Homer and marge's relationship that's yeah like i said it sort of went too hard too quickly and it, what makes mm. sort of homer's little rose and chocolates things sort of feel a bit i don't know unearned
2: yes I, I agree with that unearned feeling um i just i have to look at this from from the perspective of they were writing this to be the pilot yeah. so They are setting up without us as the audience, like I'm not counting the Tracy Ullman stuff. They're setting us up as the audience that
1: This is your introduction.
2: Yeah, this is not good. Granted, I'm happy, like, within the episode, they have sex at least twice, because at the end, you know, when the credits are rolling, Homer says, you want to make up again. Yeah. (laughs) Or snuggle. I apologize, Simpsons viewers. It's snuggle. Yeah,
0: that's it. They get past the Fox censors by calling sex snuggling and calling, um, revealing lingerie the blue thing with the things. (laughs) (laughs) Ultimately, though, does it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are these the characters we know and love?
1: The progenitor, yeah, a Mm. little bit, but... uh... The pieces are there that don't quite fit the same. Like, yeah, Bart's mischievous, and Lisa's the smart one, blah, 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 blah.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't even think Lisa gets to be that smart in the episode. That's what stinks. Um, I will say, I think Maggie gets a lot of cool moments, because she got to break them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Set up Miss Bots to get that bat to the head. (laughs) Like I said earlier, this feels like a Tracy Ullman sketch extended, not The Simpsons We Got to Know. So, unfortunately, it doesn't feel like an episode of The Simpsons. Mm.
3: No.
0: Yeah, and, you know, this question is more for the later era episodes, but when we ask it in season one, we are looking at, yeah, is this foundationally what the show would end up becoming? To...
2: I mean, they did do a million episodes about their relationship, mm. so I
0: guess this is part of <laughs> the foundation. Yeah,
1: and that's kind of why I like that they just have a nice time. Mm. <laughs> so rarely do you see Homer and Marge go out and just, it works.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, they're doing that little silly thing that, like, another sort of weirdly extended long scene that didn't need to be this long, especially, mm-hmm. was the mumbo scene as well. Yeah. Just them dancing and being goofy. I was like, okay, we're done.
1: <laughs> yep, dancing. I know what it looks like. You don't have to, uh, oh, you're still, okay, cool, 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 cool.
0: Yeah, so I think foundationally speaking, yeah, I think we've hit on it a bit that it feels weird that this would have been the pilot because it doesn't super feel on brand for them and that i know when we were reviewing the christmas episode for me at least it surprised me how well of an individual character introduction Mm. for it where i don't feel like every character got their moment in the spotlight here like that one did
2: i mean we're gonna make that comparison to the what became the pilot like in the christmas one Mm. lisa got a moment to be smart bart got a moment to be a jerk ass (laughs) like a shitty kid Homer was down on his luck, mm-hmm. having to make money, and Marge was, like, worrying. So all the characters, like, and then Patty and Selma even had a moment to be their characters. And Grandpa. So, yeah. And Grandpa. Yeah, like, so they got they got really lucky. <laughs> they got <laughs> so lucky with that.
0: I think it is one of these weird twists of fate where, yeah. it, like, if they'd have been happy with this and like had gone forward with it. And I actually did forget to mention before you said, yeah, the full version's out there. It's mostly pasted together from a lot of the deleted scenes that they made available with the season one box set. And I do remember watching those for the first time, even without this context that they sent it back because they hated the animation. The first time I watched it and like just thinking, yeah, this looks like a cartoon cartoon. Mm. And there were even like weird moments where like Lisa was running to the door and like, They'd have her bloomers flash, and it mm. just felt fucking odd and pervy.
1: Yeah. Oh Christ. Lisa in bloomers—that doesn't make any sense.
0: But yeah, just her dress flashing up and showing her butt, like like Minnie Mouse wood and stuff. It just felt very gross.
1: Yeah, that sounds
0: gross. Yeah, Kent Butterworth. Sounds awful. Kent Butterworth's on blast. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yes or no? Would you watch this one again?
1: No, there's not. There's nothing really else to mine from it. Like mm. every- you watch it once, and you've got everything from it. I think.
2: Uh, that, yeah and that's what, i hate to say this but it's easy to skip yeah too oh, yeah. Very. like if you're doing a rewatch it's the last one so you know if you're like me and you still have them on dvd mm-hmm. or if you're on disney plus it's easy to skip it yeah and i've watched it enough i've and i've watched it for you guys so it's like <laughs> i i can't find another reason why i would need to watch it because yeah you know i use the simpsons a lot to help me try to become a better writer I don't need this episode to help me become a better writer. I don't need this one for jokes either. Like, I I don't consider myself a funny guy. I would like to be funnier. So, of course, I'm going to read more from John Mm Swartzwelder and Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. This one, I don't need to. And that's what's disappointing.
0: Yeah, but like the only context I can see myself watching this episode again is just to do a deeper study into the curiosity Mm. of this episode, which, yeah, like I said at the top, I think the backstory is far more fascinating than the episode itself.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I have found an incredibly niche reason why I would watch it if (laughs) you guys would indulge me. So I've always had this idea for a... I call it looking through American history through the mm. eyes of satire. Yeah. And it's an idea for a class that I've wanted to do because I like film and I like history, combine them. Like the idea is to include the Simpsons, South Park, um, and then to have bad examples yeah. like, you know, family guy to like a class. This is how good writing works. This is how we analyze American history with satire. Mm. And I think I would use this episode to be like, what did they do wrong? Where could they improve it? That would be it. Yeah. It's so niche that it doesn't count.
1: That is kind of the best light I can shine on this one is maybe we don't have the full context of the era where this was completely new and different and unlike any kind of show on TV at the time. And so maybe we're missing something from that, but yeah.
0: Yeah, whereas Simpsons like pushed a lot of boundaries and broke a lot of new ground like this one just feels like they're doing it in the wrong direction in some points and and they're using you know the episode to also comment on like an America's Most Wanted sort of show and I sort of like the parodies that they're sort of setting up and the kind of subtle social commentary on yeah the I don't know, kind of gross nature of these shows and mm. e- exploitative and stuff. but
1: oh, I do really love the line of, uh, is there a award? It says she gets convicted, we get t-shirts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's some of that to be mined from it as well, mm. especially looking at how it went against common sitcom tropes at the time and also yeah. parodied elements of society. But yeah, other than a curiosity, it's yeah not doing it for me. But I mean, uh, ah, here's a good bit of fun. BT, what would you like to
1: change? Hmm, I'd make with the laugh, laugh. Uh, mm. Also, just to quickly, if someone is looking to include this in a playlist, let's throw it in a Happy Little Elves playlist. Oh yeah, uh, they show up, and it's nice. Yeah, there you go. It's nice to know they've pretty much been there from the beginning. Um, man, I mean, I'm fine with this kind of structurally, in the sense that you know that parents have a night out, kids have a wacky night in. That's all fine. Just make it funnier and more fluid, and the characters a little more themselves. It's just. Mm. Things just feel a bit stilted and flat here for reasons I'm not entirely sure of. So yeah, and just make with a laugh. Yep. How about you, Ron?
2: So in my notes, I said jokes for the love of God jokes, because (laughs) it just really feels like there's not that many jokes. I would cut a couple scenes, like I would reduce the amount of time at the power plant. I would shorten up the scenes that I feel like are lacking jokes and I would try to expand like the hijinks do like a home alone style with the babysitter. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like you can have the nice evening with Marge and Homer and then just do the laugh laughs with the babysitter. You got Penny Marshall. Give her more to do. Like if uh, this is an idea that I just came up with when the Simpsons, God help me, if they ever decide to end, <laughs> do this episode, but better. Like, oh, yeah. Because one of like the popular ones is like the circle idea mm. where the final episode is a the winter pageant type of deal. Yeah. yeah. I don't really care for that idea. No. I kind of like the ballsy approach of like, this is an episode from this first season that could have been the pilot. Let's make it the final and let's really knock it out of the park. Mm. You know, Penny Marshall's not around, but you know, like you could get a really funny actress to step in and do the role. Like,
1: yeah, they could, you know, just take it back to its roots. They could certainly find someone. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And yeah, it, it's. One of these hard ones where, yeah, I I agree with you, BT, it's like structurally it's fine. It's just that the, you know, the meat on these story bones isn't, you know, that substantial. And you kind of forgive it because it's a little bit of that season Mm. one. They're still figuring it out. There isn't that tightness, but I just do find it a little bit harder to forgive this one, much in the same way that I struggled with Homer's Odyssey quite a bit. So, yeah, as far as fixing and changing this episode... I think I would have made the babysitter bandit just a, I don't know, just somehow less sinister and tying the kids up. Like, that she's subtly going around the place and robbing it and Bart and Lisa's like, hey, can we have a snack? Wait, what are you doing? And she's like, mm. nothing. Like, I wish there was
2: a bit more lead up to that.
1: Yeah, they're children and they're yeah. going to bed in an hour. Just wait till they're asleep. You don't need to tie them up. Yeah,
2: yeah. exactly. Exactly. And then, Elliot, you don't have to be more forgiving because season one (laughs) has given us some legitimately fantastic episodes. Mm. Like the excuse of they were still figuring things out doesn't really work for me because I I enjoyed Homer's Odyssey more than you do. I love I love Bartha General as much as you guys Mm -hmm. I think moaning Lisa is a groundbreaking piece of television. So Mm. that was all in the first season. That's to me disputes the forgiveness factor. Like, no, they knew what they were doing to a degree.
0: Yeah, and I think it's very telling that they did leave this to the very last episode because...
1: Mm. went from being the first on their slate to the very, very last. And Admittedly, there might be like a scheduling thing in the sense if they had to send it back, they're like, okay, let's put that last because we don't know when we're going to get get it back properly. Yeah. But, yeah, it does feel very, uh, let's just bury it somewhere at the back.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, even the episodes that we sort of saw as more of the weaker ones, you know, Crepes of Wrath, Homer's Night Out, and Homer's Odyssey, you know much like this one they're all not awful in any way it's just it's a bit rough anyway uh it's time for final notes ryan have you got any final notes you want to mention
2: no not really i because this episode even though we had a lot to talk about in regards to the production and the story behind it the episode itself if we strictly stuck to the episode we wouldn't have a whole lot to talk about (laughs) so i will end it on a positive note with my notes I love that line when Homer says, I love those wackos talking about, <laughs> like, he loves hearing those people complain on the radio and he mm. doesn't realize it's Marge yet. That's a great little, that's a great little line for me.
0: Yeah. And the weird character we never see again. Hey, oh, you're
2: Yeah. They had, they had no idea who Homer was going to work with. <laughs>
1: well, even the bar flies a difference. So.
0: Yeah. 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 Barney's got blonde hair. You got dark haired Mo here. It looks well. like he's
1: drinking from a scotch glass. What the hell?
0: It's not that fancy. How about you, BT? Any other notes?
1: As always, uh, we get Bill Pie in the sky, not Arnie. Yeah. So uh, what happened oh, 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 there? That's weird. Did he die in a horrific accident and then his brother took over and he just, that's why he hates Kent Brockman because Brockman didn't mourn him enough. Mm. Is that why? When Marge is listing her complaints about Homer, she mentions he ate with utensils. <laughs> I'd miss that. Yeah, it's it's right at the end. It is kind of blurry and to admitly admittedly, I may have misheard it, but I'm pretty sure that's what she says. And then when Marvin Monroe is giving his advice, he has this line of, uh, I'm sure of it as I'm sure that my voice is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some p- a part that I feel like is actually going to really have influence my ranking on this one. So there's a bit where the, both the kids are watching, you know, Lisa's watching Marge get ready, Bart's watching Homer get ready. And I thought at first, oh, this is kind of sweet, but they don't do anything with it. It just happens. And it's just there. And it's like, you could have had a moment for like a sweet kind of character moment or even a couple of jokes that just went nowhere mm. and that was it
2: all since you bring that up i also remember like there's a part where marge's face just looks odd like when i think the ladies like bots is knocking on the door
0: mm-hmm. and she's
2: like i think somebody's there to homer her. her face just looks weird like yeah
1: super weird
0: no i sort of thought that and well when she's putting her earrings on saying homer dance like an angel it's like who is this this is Marge.
1: yeah <laughs> yep Uh, My last note is, I guess, kind of a bit of heart, and it's a good line as well. It's like, well, Homer, if you can raise three children who can KO and hogtie a stranger, you must be doing something right. Mm. So yeah, that was okay.
0: Yeah, most of my favorite jokes were in that last section, like when he's doing the television report, and they've got the chyron that says Homer Simpson, local boob.
1: Yeah, and he's like, ah, you know, it was like one of those kung fu movies. (laughs)
0: And uh, for my final notes, this is a couch gagless couch gag. Oh yeah, yep. they don't do anything. It's so weird.
1: I assumed that was the joke, but
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one, the one time they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And this is also could go in the prank calling Mo playlist. We get a double actually. We get yeah. alcoholic. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, and Oliver clothes off. Not bad, Bart.
1: Pretty Not good bad. writing on Bart's yeah. part. Yeah, for a ten-year-old. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I thought this was a bit of a show looking at the audience here, mm-hmm. where. Homer goes, actually, we think uh Simpsons are a misunderstood and underrated family. It's like That yeah. feels a bit like you're advertising the show within the show. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, for the alleged first episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when Miss Bots finds the homemade pickle beets, it always bugged me in this that there's absolutely nothing in the jar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she just likes beet water. <laughs>
0: oh, God. Delicious,
1: oh. nutritious beet water. <laughs>
2: That sounds like the worst cocktail
1: ever. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: I know you've like put a bit of olive juice in a martini or something mm-hmm. to make it dirty. Like, uh, what do you want a bit of pickled beet water in? A L-
1: little bit bloody. Oh. Ugh. Ugh.
0: <laughs> That's a bad Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Homer and Marge get a hotel room with a water bed. Do you guys remember water beds? I sure do.
2: Oh, water beds were dope. And my <laughs> wife, at the time, girlfriend had a water bed when we first started dating. It was wonderful wow yeah because
0: <laughs> i did have it one growing great. up but like the heating element on it kept breaking so i kept getting back problems from it being too cold and so yeah i sold that <laughs> and never went back
2: i'm saying it's wonderful but my back was destroyed
1: <laughs> my sleep.
2: whenever i would spend the night with her my back would be dead afterwards. <laughs> those things are terrible for your back
1: yeah, yeah. for a while it's like wee yeah
0: Yeah, there was some sort of cuteness about him carrying her over the threshold there, actually. Mm -hmm.
1: And I do like that he slams his shin on, like, uh, Autumn and accidentally (laughs) drops her, but launches her in such a way she's like, whee, and lands on the bed. Not bad.
2: We've all all hit our shins before like that. (laughs) We've all done that. All right, it is time to rank this thing.
0: Uh, Ryan, please go first, my man.
2: All right, so, man, I hate to do this, because right now, when I look at the detailed spreadsheet, there's only one of these in the first season, but I have to be the second participant for the first season. This episode, I wanted to give it a bronze, but man, it's the lack of jokes.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Like this is a comedy. The Simpsons are a comedy. I'm expecting more humor out of it. Mm. So it it is a participant for me, unfortunately.
1: What about you, BT? Yeah. I'm the same way. I was toying with a bronze for a little bit, but really the, the idea of, I have nothing to go back to, to watch this episode for. It's like, I really want to avoid it or specifically seek it out. It's just there's nothing else for me to pull from this. And then, then I thought about, okay, how many points are there where they could have had a joke or some kind of character-building moment or anything, and there's just a lot of nothing in a lot of this. So, uh, yeah, participant.
0: Yeah, I'm going a participant as well. And I think this is one of those things, there's you know a good saying with art, Always read the plaque, because even if you can't get anything out of it when you first watch it, Mm -hmm. maybe there's an interesting story or something to give it a bit more meaning. And in the sense, it does absolutely go pour through all the information about this episode, because it's probably the most fascinating episode of season one in that context. But also the product itself Yeah, is a participant and kind of weird recommendation at the end of our review, at the end of a two hour podcast to say, people, you know, just, you know, make sure you read the pluck on this episode when we've essentially read it for you. Mm -hmm. But I think that's sort of where this episode exists. All right. Well, unanimous participant and the lowest ranking episode of season one so far, beating out previous winner of that Previous Loser, rather, mm-hmm. the episode that didn't win, uh, Homer's Odyssey, <laughs> and first unanimous participant of the Classic Era, but by far not the lowest rated episode of the Classic Era.
1: Oh, what's that?
0: Another Simpsons clip show. Uh, yeah. the, the romance clip show.
1: Yeah, that's pointless.
0: Oh, so this is the second lowest ranking Classic era episode now.
1: That's yeah, the episode who didn't win. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: All right. Well, that about does it for the Simpsons Index. Oh, wait. But before we do, BT, I believe you have a question.
1: Yes, indeed. I mean, I'm sure you know this is coming, Ryan. But we like to ask our first time guests if you could have a sandwich named after you, what would be on that sandwich?
2: So, I don't know if this is the best sandwich. It is the best for me, but I I have a kind of It's (laughs) for you.
1: It doesn't have to be for anyone else in this entire world. It's the Ryan Duncan. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I love honey mustard. Mm -hmm. So, number one, I think it's underappreciated. So, that condiment is going on there. So, the idea, you're going to get a hoagie hoagie roll or like a footlong. Oh, yeah. So, you're going to cut that in half. On the base, you're going to put your honey mustard. You're going to smear that on there. And then you're going to add some bacon strips. I'd say about four. So every bite you're getting bacon in. A bit of that salt
1: to balance out um, the sweet. Yep. Mm.
2: Exactly. And then you're going to get some chicken fillets, uh, grilled or crispy. I'm going to go with crispy because mm-hmm. I think crispy is better. Mm. So probably two of those because it's a foot long. Yep. You know, you want to have a lot of meat. And then you're going to get some pepper jack cheese because I love pepper jack cheese. Yep. That's
0: um, so good. It's so uh, hard and, to come by in Australia.
2: And then the last thing I don't. I'm going to call this a spicy Asian sauce of some kind. It's it's called Asian zing in the States where I buy it. I like spicy food, mm-hmm. so I wanted to add spice to the sandwich. On the top bun, you'll smear the spicy Asian sauce because I've, in my experience, felt the honey mustard and the spicy Asian sauce go well together. So that's it. No veggies. I don't. <laughs> I don't do veggies really. <laughs> no. I, you know, like I said, I have a simple palate. But man, I. No, you've got the whole like. This is a damn
1: range of uh, flavor. You've got a bit of spice, a bit of sweet, a bit of salt, a bit of pepper. Mm. Oh
2: yeah, I and I like chicken a lot. Mm-hmm. Also because I didn't want to go with a burger because the perfect burger has already been made. I can't improve it. So. Ooh, who's. Well, I think the perfect chicken sandwich can be made. Mm. I just described.
1: What is the perfect burger? Yeah, you're throwing down here, man. Oh, it's
2: a rodeo burger. Two slices of beef, two slices of cheese, some bacon, some barbecue, and some onion crispiness. So like onion rings or onion straws, you know. And where mm. would one
1: acquire a rodeo burger?
2: Burger King. I see.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, so they don't yeah, have that over yeah. here. Maybe they call it something different. Oh, that sucks. Like a...
0: Well, because we do have Burger King, but it's called Hungry Jack's and oh yeah we have a little bit of crossover with the menu but not a lot
2: that's st- yeah because they have the rodeo burger in like the us and the uk because i watched like a series on youtube <laughs> where they compare the fast food places to the us and the mm-hmm. uk so oh you guys are getting a raw deal it's not fair but no like just make it yourself just you <laughs> know. Yeah.
1: and it will be my first rodeo
2: ah. <laughs> it's good
0: awesome man well look thank you very much for joining us today it's absolute pleasure to have you on the simpsons index
2: it was a pleasure to be on because I told you guys before we got started, and I want to say this now for anybody who stuck around this long. Mm-hmm. I've listened to every episode. <laughs> I like talking to you. I like listening to you guys because I almost said talking to you guys. <laughs> because when I'm listening, I will talk to you guys. Like, you know, I'm weird like that. I talk to myself. I started because I think me and Elliot connected through our fandom, screen junkies yeah that's right and then that expanded because we both really enjoyed the simpsons and i started because i was like hey they're talking simpsons Mm -hmm. and i like australian accents (laughs) let's go and now you guys are one of like three podcasts that i listen to i don't really like podcasts i like to watch more Mm -hmm. but i listen to you guys yeah i listen to a king of the hill podcast because i I like king of the hill Mm -hmm. And I listen to a podcast uh, that my buddy's on and that's it. I don't, you guys are it. Oh, I, every year when Spotify does their thing, <laughs> you guys have been it.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you so much, man. No, I really appreciate that. And yeah, oh, it's been great. And, and yeah, just a little teaser for the future. We're going to get you on another episode in a couple of months time. But mm. super
2: stoked for that one because that one, I think me and Elliot are going to have a great conversation <laughs> about ourselves yeah (laughs) it's gonna get very deep um,
0: lots of tears be ready BT. i'll bring the
1: kleenex
2: yeah lots of tears and just also to anybody who's listening hit these guys up on patreon and go check out the the episodes where bt didn't get to review (laughs) what was the most recent one guys
0: uh uh, because we're a few episodes ahead of the patreon so i think we last one we put out was blue and the gray
2: Oh boy, mm. that's a terrible episode. That's a <laughs> yeah. bad,
1: bad episode.
0: Well, yeah. For those that don't know, for the Patreon show, except when he's not, where mm-hmm. BT reviews all the shows that he mi- uh, episodes of The Simpsons that he missed in the index. Mm-hmm. Um, we sort of, you know, leave it up to random chance, and I uh, have yep. BT roll for what episode he does, and he keeps rolling threes, which means we keep having to review <laughs> HD era episodes.
1: It's bizarre. <laughs> the dice are against us or for us. I don't yeah. know. They're dice. <laughs> yeah
0: but what about you man do you have anything uh, for yourself that you'd like to plug
2: so i'm not currently working on anything but i do have a couple things like to plug um, number one i do like a monthly thing where it's called binge watch it's on a channel called game fixers where we take a tv show we analyze the first five episodes and say if it's bingeable or not All right. um we haven't done the simpsons because i just don't want to tackle that because yeah. why i can't tell somebody it's bingeable when there's 700 episodes yeah. even if i like the first five episodes of the simpsons mm. i can't tell you it's bingeable because you would be doing that that'd be like telling somebody one piece is bingeable
0: <laughs> um, it is not danny rosewell would say other wise but yeah we get your
1: point. <laughs> even Danny rosewell denny denny rosewell cannot sit down and watch that much <laughs> one piece um, but
2: no so i do that we record about once a month the other two things i'm not a part of but i listen to mm. so i want to plug away it's the flyover state of film it's my friends podcast that they do brian yusuf joe and tj are four wonderful guys that are very funny they poke fun like the whole point of the podcast is poking fun mm. at movie news culture Mm. like how stupid the headlines are and how they reach for stories it's really funny i enjoy it and the last thing i mentioned i listened to a king of the hill podcast Mm -hmm. it's called Ho yeah it's two really funny ladies you know animation 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 i love animation so king of the hill and simpsons were a big part of my growing up yeah Ho yeah podcast go check it out
0: awesome man and bt
1: Yep. If you want to listen to us again, but you want to hear us maybe put in slightly less effort, you can listen to Thrones of Game. This is our Game of Thrones podcast where we're reviewing the entire series, but in reverse order. I'd already seen the entire show and Elliot had never watched a single episode until we started watching backwards. So it's just, we do it fast and loose. It's a, you know, flying in the face of convention. Where are you guys at on that one? We just did a record for season two episode seven yeah oh so wow. yeah we're down Good to what job. 17 episodes left
2: yeah you guys probably. are chugging along yeah yeah
0: yeah uh it's it's crazy yeah we're almost at the end of that one Which after is
1: wild I'll, I'll
2: just straight up say i didn't listen i don't listen to it because i was so burned by the ending i didn't want to go back to <laughs> <laughs> i just because me and my wife binged it after it ended like we were too late to the party we're like mm. let it end and then we'll watch it and for a month, I was loving it. And yeah. then I got to season seven. Mm. Uh,
1: I mean, we brought it up a few times in the show where we're just like, I know they're planning to do spin-offs of Game of Thrones, but how long are they going to wait for that bad blood to wear off because yeah. so many people are still so angry.
2: No, absolutely. I, I, I will not watch the spin-off. I, I, you burned me once. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah. if you want to listen to us again but where we put in way more effort, you can listen to our scripted podcast Pulp Fury Radio. This is where we take various stories across a range of pulp genres like mystery and fantasy and horror and just tell a thrilling story by some amazing actors with some great folly work and music. I'm very proud of all the work we've done on season one.
2: You guys did great job i just wanted to say like you guys do seriously great stuff on pulp fury radio so, thank you man yeah like you got great performances and great writing you guys do a wonderful job over there oh yes, uh, thanks
0: thank man you. no i really appreciate the support and and speaking of support yeah as mentioned <laughs> you can uh jump onto the uh, patreon which is patreon.com slash studios and that's what's becoming our umbrella for all this stuff and yeah you get the bonus show we we're talking about before mm-hmm. called except when he's not all right, well, yeah, we better wrap it up there. So, yeah, once again, thank you so much, Ryan. Absolutely love having you on the show.
2: How much money do I have to pay to go to the dank? How much, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm
1: just kidding. If the dank is even still there. I'm but... sure they've
0: knocked it down and put in a Starbucks I'm by sure now. I'm sure they've
1: put up a you know one of those blue plaques that says, on this spot in 2015, the <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons Index began recording.
0: That's it. A podcast was born. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. All right, and thank you, BT. Uh, and I've been your host Elliot J O'Neill that's all the honey mustard in the house
1: Ah! (laughs) (laughs) nice thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com you can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on twitter and instagram and now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes
0: we're actually, I was talking with my girlfriend last night, we're wondering, I wonder if anyone's podcasted from bed. Someone must have,
1: but then oh, what's that? Your, sounds that sounds so yeah. comfortable. What's your premise, though? Like, hi, hey, welcome to the bed, we Where can you... Ref-
2: oh, you could totally make a fucking podcast, like, about, like, how to bone properly from bed.
1: <laughs> and <people would> <laughs> what's, ah, oh, you gotta give it a good title. <laughs> pillow talk, and you're literally oh, on yeah. a pillow. Yeah, there you yeah. go,
2: man, that's... That's now I just making. need
1: to learn how to burn. <laughs> Didn't think it'd be so hard. <laughs>
2: they haven't set, has that robot attachment been set yet?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it has nine settings. <laughs>
0: None of them to fuck.
1: <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs>
0: all right, let's
3: do this.